Imagine bold, naturally aged Tillamook cheddar slices melting over a burger, eating thick-cut cheddar shreds straight from the bag. Ah, it's nice to dream about cheese for a bit. Tillamook cheddar, extraordinary dairy. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Hello, bees. This is Laura Bailey here to welcome you to the Critical Role podcast. If you'd like to tune into the show as it airs, you can watch Critical Role Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash critical role and youtube.com slash critical role. Our lovely Twitch subscribers can view the episode on demand right away. Or you can find it on YouTube Mondays at 12 p.m. Pacific. And of course, for all you fantastic podcast listeners, Critical Role episodes hit feeds on Thursday mornings, a week after the episode first airs. With all that said, let's get into another episode of Critical Role. And hello, everyone. Welcome to tonight's episode of Critical Role, where a bunch of us nerdy-ass voice actors sit around and play Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, uh, three of us who are gone are happy to be back. We missed you guys terribly, uh, back, back from the dust and chaos. Uh, but anyway, uh, as we adjust, let's go ahead and get through our announcements real fast. Uh, first and foremost, we have two wonderful sponsors tonight, beginning first with our friends at D&D Beyond. <laughs> Is this me? That's you, okay. Guys, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually nervous. Guys, the number nine has been very important to us, and tonight it's important for another reason. D&D Beyond wants you to know that at 9 p.m. tonight, the Waterdeep Dragon Heist Adventure releases on D&D Beyond. It's 9 p.m. Pacific. Uh, that's in two hours, so it'll officially be available for purchase through D&D Beyond Marketplace. Don't forget to pick it up in a couple of hours. Set your alarms. Uh, we'll probably remind you when 9 o'clock comes around. Um, but that's not all. The number nine is special for other weird reasons. Oh boy. This Sunday, September 9th, or 9-9, is the first game of the regular season for Travis's favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. They're already ranked top of their conference, as much as it pains me to say. Um, Travis, two years ago, they won nine straight games. Last year, they won how many regular season games? Nine. Nine, yes, and this year in training camp, the standout defensive player was none other than Antoine Woods, number 99. <laughs> <laughs> to honor this amazing concurrence of the number nine, I have done the unthinkable. I am wearing <gasps> a Dallas Whoa. Cowboys t-shirt. Oh and guys, I have to say, Inside check. it feels pretty good. It feels, <laughs> it feels pretty, pretty outstanding. I mean, actually, kind of feels. What's wrong, Sam? Feels a little odd. Oh God! What's what is, what's happening? Oh God! It feels really weird. Oh my God! Oh, oh God, guys! Sam, I think so my gross. heart exploded. <laughs> oh God, guys! I think I. No! No! Oh, 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 oh. Oh, no! He died. 
died because of the, he died because of the shirt. We have to get the shirt off of him. Just don't we have to get the shirt off. Are you an accomplice in this fucking we thing? We have to take it off of him quick. Oh, 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 wow. oh guys, <laughs> guys, it was the shirt. You know what? I'm and okay now, with this. I feel you better. Have blood on my fucking clothes. You have to play like that all night. <laughs> Regal. <laughs> and definitely blood on the wormwood. Oh, yeah, guys. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, oh wow, that's a real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New level. Hope it was worth it. <laughs> he told me to do it. It's everywhere. You believed it went, you it just went down instead of, this. of up, didn't it? It's everywhere. Do you have a change of pants? Bloody crotch. That's what you get. That's what you get. You calm down the thunder and you paid for it. Oh, oh look, guys. Ew. The point is, Ew. he's alive. The point is, nine o'clock tonight, guys. <laughs> TNT <at> Beyond. <laughs> oh. Blood. Oh. I love so you, wild. Travis. Yeah, buddy. Go, Go Dallas. <laughs> That's why you wouldn't hug me before the show. No hugs before the show when you're up to shit. Uh, I saw Max holding that tubing. Should have asked. You're gonna Should've be so known. sticky and amazing. It, 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 what's it taste like? What's it taste like? Peppermint? It's just. Mmm. That's it's not good. I don't think it's mouth blood. No, there's, yeah. there's different types for, oh for on camera stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, Sam. Oh, God. I'm, I'm happy you're healthy yeah. and that you survived this. Terrible uh, special assault effects, on guys. Well done. I guess Laura, the, uh, were, you, were you recruited to help with she that? She texted me saying, Is Travis going to be upset with me? Because he didn't. And tell I was me like, No, was it's just, he's just going to be upset with me. Mm -hmm. you. I'm actually very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the rest of us just can't understand the pressure of coming up with the D&D &D Beyond bit. <laughs> <laughs> Every he week. finally snapped. <laughs> Covered himself in fake blood. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of jumped nice the job. shark on that Sorry, one, man. Nice Literally, yeah. nice more announcements, guys. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Sam, and Do thank you. Want to take a flash shower? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, we have tons. Uh, so, uh, following up on that, uh, we have we had another announcement coming up. We're excited that we're now doing uh, a live show for our appearance in New York Comic Con. New York City. We are coming. East Coast, this show is finally for you. We are going to be at the United Palace Theater in Washington Heights Thursday night at 9 p.m. October 4th, the Thursday before NYCC. It's our first time on the East Coast. Take a train, take a plane, take an automobile, whatever it takes, come and see us. I do believe that the VIP tickets are sold out, but there are plenty of general admission seats still available. It is a gorgeous theater. Liam, back me up. There's actually a, so a few little it's, orchestra seats that are still available. It's covered in gold. It is. Gorgeous proscenium arch mm. theater. For those of you that are theater nerds like us, oh. we would love to see you there. It's going to be raucous and amazing. If you haven't made it to our Gen Con live show or one of the ones we did in LA back in the day, like don't the miss it. The one we did in LA? Yeah, the, the one. The one. The one oh, we did in LA. Oh, oh, it's frenetic yeah. and crazy. So please, please come and join us. It will be amazing. And I'm sure Sam will dress entirely normally. I'm sure. <laughs> 
Jesus. And why should you have Lauren Travis for this one? No one's going to retain any of the things you just said in the wake of that. None of it. But there will be links to buy tickets somewhere. You can get them on Ticketmaster. Just go to Ticketmaster, look up critroll.com. I think has all the information as well. Marisha, I believe we had the latest episode of Handbook or Helper. New episode. Whoa, you guys. New episode of Handbook or Helper. And it's Liam hey. giving you the first quick build on how to build a rogue. Uh, also, super quick to adjust to address all the people who were a little confused why we went from dice basics to character sheets. We're kind of wanting to show that we're going to be doing a little bit of everything, and we're going to be rolling out tips while we also build out character stuff. Mm. That way, mm. we can get newbies playing as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Because in our experience, the first thing you do is push over a character sheet to somebody. So jump right in. We just jump right in. Yeah. Right. So That's we're way to swim. Yes. We're also two weeks in, and in a year there will be a so library of content that will last forever or until civilization falls. That's true. Ten, so ten be patient. Years. Ten years. Rules ten are years. coming. It is coming. Ten years. We can roll them if you got them. Only produces. <laughs> Fast as Max's little hands can manage. Fair enough. Thank you guys. That was a good really Dr. Claw. Um, yeah. Oh, don't hurt me. Gadget. Such a classic voice. I know. Yeah, I love so it. Fun. Sam, you have something you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, uh, so oh, wow. guys, there's so a quick update fun. to the Pavlov uh, Foundation <laughs> uh, charity push. Do you, have do you just give do you have squibs of fake shit ready for this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you just gave us a calf. This is um, very exciting. We uh, we hit our first two goals. Uh, we hit twenty thousand yeah. yeah. dollars, which means I'll be running a one shot for uh, of Crash Pandas. Oh, yeah. uh, we hit fifty thousand, which means that the critters have uh, contributed enough money to finance an actual research grant that will go towards curing uh, curing childhood cancer. Amazing. And so we've added a new a new goal. We're going to try to raise a hundred. Thousand dollars for the Pavlov Foundation, and if we hit that goal, Sam—that's me—will do a special fireside chat, complete with robe and fancy wine. Oh. Oh. Wow. And that's that hundred thousand dollars will be able to fully fund the Shutterbugs Summer Photography Camp, which is a week-long summer camp so for children cool. suffering from cancer, <laughs> and they can all get to go to this photography camp and they learn how to do artwork and uh, uh, art, and it's it's incredible. So okay. more details are. Critroll.com and donate now at give.classy.org slash team herter. All the, all the links will be before you. What was that, what was that word in there? Classy? Yeah. Classy. Yeah. Yeah. Appropriate for you. So. It was hard watching you deliver that while looking like you just murdered someone in cold blood. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about wonderful things while looking so incriminating. This comes out, this washes out, yeah, right? Yeah, That's definitely. It. Okay, cool. Thank you, Sam. And thank you, Critters, for your fantastic support of this awesome charitable cause. Um, also, wanted to just give a, a quick congratulations to all of our uh, Indian critters of the LGBT community for a yes! fantastic win today. Yeah. Love you very much, and uh, a step in the right direction. Um, now, let me see. Do we have any merch announcements, Laura? Oh, just the same announcements from last week. <laughs> Which is all of the stuff that was available at Gen Con is now available in our store. So you can go there and check out some maps that are amazing. We have the wild map maps now available by Devin Rue. They're really beautiful. And we've got pins and we've got we've got t-shirts and we've got bumper stickers that are praising the traveler's name. <laughs> there you have it. 
Awesome. And we have our second, uh, and to finish up here with our second sponsor tonight, uh, kind of booking in it for you, our friends at Ravenrook, who are just jumping into their Kickstarter. Uh, if you guys haven't seen, they have these really awesome, high-quality, disc-bound uh, journal gaming notebooks that you can use, which are all different like designs, and thieves look awesome. They have all the information you can fill in there. Character stuff, spells, and levels and, no and stuff. It's really, really badass. Uh, their quality's awesome, so you can go and check out their stuff uh, now at uh, therookandtheraven.com slash critical role. Uh, get there before the Kickstarter uh, campaign ends on September 20th. So you only got a couple more weeks on that, but go check it out. They're amazing. The quality of this is fantastic. And uh, yeah, check it out. Um, I believe that's all of our announcements. So. After a two-week hiatus from our main story, let's go ahead and jump back in to tonight's episode of Critical Role. Welcome back. That was good. That was. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh boy. Um, oh, so, man. last we left off, the Mighty Nine had completed a number of ventures within the Dwindalian Empire since forming, not but a few months before. Their friendship strengthened through victory and through loss. They've decided, after a few weeks of downtime, to take on the next route of their journey. Of all the different avenues that had come to their attention, it was decided to make their way towards the Menagerie Coast to pursue some threads that seemed to tie into some of the uh, directions that Ford would like to travel, as well as Jester returning to her home. You uh, bought some supplies, got your wagon prepared, and made a trip south through uh, previous locations that you first made your way up north through, going to Allfield and drinking with Bryce, heading to Trostenwald, and uh, paying off the rest of the debt uh, for the, the previous uh, runner, uh, Gustav, of the, uh, the carnival, of which had kind of sparked this whole union of friends. Continuing southward past the uh, Wuyun Gate and a brief encounter with two Ettons, you managed to make your way to the Menagerie Coast itself, seeing the gorgeous shores, the uh, eastern jungles, the waves in the distance. And on the way, actually purchased some pets as well from a, a traveling, uh, traveling Whoa. merchant caravan. It was a totally smart idea. What have we done? I'm gonna be dead in a day. <laughs> Best idea ever. Best. 
Oh, oh Jesus. What did he write? Why would you do this? Oh, no. And you do that with blood, blood on, on your hands. hands. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. This will work out way better than that Tamagotchi you owned. Uh, so, Mighty Knight. As you, as you close the final miles to the outskirts, the northern side of Nicodranas, the first in one of the major port towns here in the Menagerie Coast, what would you like to do? What do you guys Are want we... to see? Like, what do you want to do when we're here? We're here. I mean, what is there to do? Yeah, what is yeah. there to see? What's well, like the main points sure. of historical interest? I don't know a lot, but there's the lavish chateau. The, the lavish chateau? Is that where your mom works? Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that. It's a tourist spot? Well, it's a really nice, it's an inn, you know? Yeah, and me. my mom performs there, it's it's really nice. Well, the area is known for its entertainment. I mean, everybody's seen the ocean before, right? I mean, no. well, no. actually, no. no. No, I have never seen the ocean. Wait, one, two, three, never never seen the water, no, the deep blue sea. Really, no. You should, it's amazing. I kinda wanna see that. I would really yeah, like Have you not those. either? Four? No, one, two, I've three, four? Landlocked my whole life, man. Wow. You guys I are the only two. Like, it's we're about so to improve big. all of your general experiences really in the world. Excited. It's really, it's the opposite of fire, Caleb. I do. It's really cool. Maybe we drive towards the coast and then, you know, take take the PCH down to <laughs> Nicodranas. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah? Big yeah. service is nice this time of year. Yeah. It's really <laughs> Carmel by the Too sea much. is a peach. <laughs> I should probably keep myself disguised while we're here, though, just in case. Oh, yeah. What? What? Why exactly aren't you allowed back home? She told us. Yeah, I I pissed off that guy, and he said oh, he would kill right, me. To kill you. Yeah. That's right. And does that mean that he would hire people to kill you, or he would personally kill you, or? No, I don't think he didn't seem like the type that would really do a lot of killing himself, you know. But is uh, well wealthy and connected. Yes. Okay. And there's a lot of people you can talk to here, you know, if you want to get somebody killed, here's the town to do it. You know, Jester, Caduceus looks awful confused. Maybe you could fill him in again about why you're <laughs> being... Or you don't remember. No, do I do. You? I'm I looking out for our tall cow friend. we headed out. I heard the whole story between games. I don't really, you should just know what No, I know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, sorry. Scheduled tea break. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I pissed off this guy. He was he was there to see my mom. The traveler's teaching me different spells at the time, you know, and I had just started learning about them. So I sort of made myself look like my mother. And he tried to get with you? Well, I sort of lured him out onto the balcony. Oh, that's right, and embarrassed him. In yeah, the, in he was just nude. stuck out there, that's all. You locked him out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, oh right, without like pants, right? Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Do you remember his name? Yeah. yeah. What is it? Lord Sharp. Sharp. Lord Sharp. Oh. Was Does, he? Is that a chosen name? Is he like an edge Lord Sharp? No, he was uh. super not sharp. He was not, oh, he's dumb dumb. Mm. Well, he did get oh, locked out on the Oh, you were talking about the mind. 
Yeah. And like, sure. did he just visit all the time, or is he like well known in Nicodronus for business, or? I don't know. Shady dealings. I didn't even know he was a lord. Oh, you just found out afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So this was like a random hit. He was a random hit job for your traveler shenanigans. Everybody was a hit job with <laughs> Everybody. Nobody made it out cleanly from that place. <laughs> what, what about, um, besides the, uh, uh, your mother's uh, place of uh, employment, do, do you know, are there other things to see? Well, all over the Opal Archways is really pretty. It's, it's a great marketplace and stuff, lots of shops. Um, I didn't see too much. From my window you could see, um, you know, all the houses, it was kind of like, it looked kind of like a quilt. It was beautiful with the roofs. And you can see the ocean, so I know the wharfs are around there, you know? Yeah, indeed. So. Okay. Well, should we go to some of your favorite places first? Can you want to see, see my ocean? room? You want to go straight there? Well, we can go to the ocean first. The road down is treacherous. The benefit of being on the coast is that you limit your field of danger, right? It's only gonna come from one direction. That's just something to keep in mind. That's a very fair Ford. point. But what about all the sea monsters? Yeah, you definitely have, like, sea creatures that haunt your dreams. Yeah, huh. no, not not true, actually. I have never Giant seen... sea monsters. Nope. You I coughed have... up salt water and you weren't even near the ocean. That feels like the yeah. ocean's real dangerous. Yeah. That this could one be time, a pituitary Right thing. before I went to I sleep? I have never seen a sea creature in my life. There's so many. I saw a giant tentacle come out of the water. Right time. on the coast, you saw that. Yeah, yeah. A I tentacle saw the, came out of the water. I saw it from my window. It was really, really, really big tentacle. Did you really? Of course I did. Do I believe her? <laughs> Make an insight check. <laughs> Ooh, that's not terrible. Oh, that is terrible. Fourteen. I really, really, really saw a oh, tentacle. Shit. Okay. A really big one. <clears throat> well. How close do we have to be to the ocean? While we walk alongside it. Oh, I mean, as close as you want to be. I mean, if you want to put your feet oh. in, it's an amazing experience. But oh, oh okay. I definitely want to do that. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah. So it's colder than you might think. I don't have any expectations, so I'm not sure if that's true or not. From where we are now, <laughs> would I have any idea how far from the gates that we just have we passed through the gates? You haven't made it to the gates of the city yet. Okay. You're probably about twenty or so minutes from reaching the exterior of Nicodranas. Um, if you were to Head straight south, as opposed to continuing on the somewhat uh, southwestern path towards the city. You would eventually hit the shoreline on just on the eastern side of the city um, for about 40, 45 minutes or so to get there. Oh, well, we're so close. We might as well stop, stop in. Stop by the ocean. Yeah. Well, or, or your mom's place. Whatever you want to do first. So, is there like a location to go to the ocean? Yeah. Or so it's like. I forget you haven't seen it. So right. <laughs> if you look in one direction, right, and yeah. you look immediately to your left, yeah, and then immediately to your right, yeah, all that shit is ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All of it. And as far as you see that line, yeah, the horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all ocean too. That's crazy. It it's is. really big. It's like a lake, only a lot bigger. I've seen big lakes. Yeah. yeah. But imagine. like, you can always see the other side. Yeah, imagine not. No, not yeah. Sometimes, okay, points And stands. the water is not like that greenish dark <clears throat> color. It's like really beautiful and light blue. See, I like these literal examples, because hmm. I've only read flowery poetry that just makes it talk about. Once we pick up over this next hill, you'll see the ocean. Yeah. Let's go, okay. let's go. All right, so heading southward, deviating from the path that leads directly into Nicodranas. 
Mighty Nine makes their way southward towards the shoreline. The better part of an hour passes. You can see to the right the exterior walls of the city and beyond the uh, somewhat light gray to white pattern walls. And you get to see, they may have been gray at one point, but the white pattern you can see across them seem to be just layers and layers and years and years of seagull excrement having gathered stronger towards the southern side of the wall as you pass near that uh, section of the city. I uh, cast this guy's off. Okay, what do you what do you look like? Basically me only, like human. Okay, so human all, jester. All the same only, yeah. Blue like skin gone. Blue skin's gone, no. horns are gone, no tail. That cute little bob. Cute little bob, but it's black hair instead. So cute. Yes or no. <laughs> look like Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> Chicago. Oh. Super like tan skin. Yeah, I love it. Okay, great. So, continuing on this way, you begin to see the uh, the seagulls now. New birds for a lot of you here. You can see these white going overhead as they begin to cluster and hit the shoreline. You see a few of them diving towards the water as you begin to look past the edge of the rock into the sand bank, and you can see Eventually, as you uh, as your cart begins to make its way towards the rougher bit of terrain before it breaks at the ocean, uh, the actual waves now crashing up against the shore and pulling away, pushing again. It's horrifying. What? <laughs> it's everywhere. It is everywhere. It's coming to get us. It, it's literally no, coming it to get us. It's right there. It goes I'm in and it's coming towards us. Definitely taking off my shoes and I'm every gonna take a walk in that. That's exciting. So. <laughs> yeah. It's you know, so blue. Those are seagulls. They are some dickheads. They will. If you leave food out, they'll snake that shit in a second. They make horrible noises. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they drop shit on you from above. So keep your eye out. Most birds do that more. These ones in particular are pricks. I join Caduceus in the water. Okay, yeah, looking at past uh, the afternoon sun at this vantage point especially, you can see it dancing across the distant horizon shore like hundreds of little glistening flecks of glass. Um, the shore sound itself is very soothing. As you approach and pull up your pants and take off your boots to begin to step into the soft sand, uh, you can see large rocks that occasionally break up the beach itself that seem to jut outward. Um, and on these, you can see small carvings. You can see things that have been drawn on them with chalk, it looks like, that have been mostly washed away or eroded with time. Um, as close as maybe 150 feet out, you see a small fishing ship that is kind of on the outskirts of the southern portion of the city and kind of glancing off to the right to where the city docks begin. You can see dozens and dozens of ships that are in the middle of the harbor, that are just coming into the harbor, many that are in the process of being uh, anchored and then set up within the docks themselves. Uh, this eastern side you recognize as the Restless Wharf uh, of the city. And you know the wharf is broken, or the, uh, the, the harbor is broken into two different sides. I'm going to take a moment to uh, look through the sand and rocks and see if there's anything interesting. Make an investigation check. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can use this uh, 15. Uh, uh, investigation? Wait, mm -hmm. hold on. Uh, investigation. Yes. Never mind, that's a six. <laughs> <laughs> um, you. Find a lot of really soft sand, okay. um, and you start putting it into piles, and then you start building a cool little mound, and then a wave comes and destroys it, and you're a little sad. But that's how life huh. works. All the lessons. Can I uh, go out to the rocks and see how far I can kind of hop along the rocks? Um, okay, yeah. There's the. Do you know how to swim, Bo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the rocks are most 
pretty disparate amongst the shore here. There is one section where you can see a string of four rocks at different heights that eventually get to about 30 or so feet out into the, the shore before they disappear beneath the uh, ocean surface. So uh, before you even touch the water, you dive up on up to one of the rocks, and as you get to the top, you, your hands hit there, and you can already see the top of the rock is just bleached white with seagull shit. Um, uh. But it's dry. Uh, glancing over the side, you go ahead and make a leap to the next one. Go ahead and make uh, an athletics check. Is there easy access to the water here? Yeah, you can just walk right into it. It's, it's an open beach right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 25. <clears throat> 25. You deftly leap from rock to rock until eventually you get to the final ones, maybe breaking about three or four feet out of the water. And you're perched on it, and kind of looking out in the distance, and you can see the rolling waves coming in. You can see, uh, and just like that, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's 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 a beautiful set, and you can see the the, the sun maybe has a few more hours before it uh, begins to become full dusk, and the colors begin to shift in the sky. But for you, having never seen the ocean, for many of you, it's serene, it's different, it's beautiful, it's warm. And Caduceus, as you put your feet into the the water, it is quite cool. It isn't freezing. Um, it's a it's a comfortable temperate temperature, and uh, the you feel a sand kind of. Uh, grip and then slowly dissipate, uh, dissipate beneath your toes as you pull it in. It's a really unique sensation, and you're, you can't help but be excited by it. Bo is going right. to sit. Spectacular. <laughs> right. yeah. Pretty nice. Soak nice. it up, man. Yeah. Uh, Bo is going to just perch on the rock and, for the first time ever, <clears throat> willingly meditate. <laughs> while kind of just focusing on the blue that she is now surrounded by. Okay. Uh, Caleb has just been staring for a while uh, and uh, is standing next to Not, and uh, he uh, takes off every stitch of clothing and everything, and except for one thing, and hands it to Not and uh, walks in. Caleb's Caleb. naked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Caleb slowly submerges entirely into the ocean. Walk out into it. Up to the neck, or fully submerged. I'm, uh, if uh, he would, I keep going and eventually start floating on my back. Okay. Eventually, you see Caleb vanish beneath the ocean, and there's a brief moment of worry as a few seconds pass with no sight before you just see, buoyantly finding his way to the surface. See, not easy as pie. Mm-hmm. We can still see your weenie. <laughs> I can see it. I think his ears are underwater. Mm. I think I just might nicely fold his clothes and put it on a nearby log or something. Okay. And then I'll pull up my cloak of elven kind and uh, put out a couple of pieces of meat uh, because Ford told me that uh, oh. seagulls have come for food and I'll hide and have my crossbow. Just ready to go. Okay. Um, you're, I'm not stopping. <laughs> as you crouch down, you notice the clothing you place as Caleb begins to shift. Moving slowly to one side. Was trying to, are you trying to prank Caleb? I will not stand for that. I'll go fetch it. Pick you it pull up. it up, and you can see beneath it uh, a large sand crab that kind of like emerge from underneath it, kind of looks up at you with those two small word. black beady <laughs> <pearl> like <laughs> eyes and claws. Make a dexterity check. Oh, God. Yes, yes. Ooh, not good. Those dexterity check, 11. 11. It rolled exactly an 11 on its dexterity, so you managed to just capture it, and it's now. It's going to attempt to snipe it. <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a 17 to hit with the class. <laughs> your thumb clink, clamps down, and there's an immediate flash of pain through your body. 
<laughs> you're like trying to, to shake it off, it's still just flipping back and forth, holding on tightly. I will. Uh, I'll try. I'll. I'm gonna go down on it with my knee, like like jump up and knee oh. knee down on it. <laughs> okay. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Make an acrobatics check. Okay. <laughs> oh, not good. <laughs> Ten. Getting your ass. Ten. On a crowd of aircraft. Thankfully, it rolled lower than you. Because <laughs> I would I wouldn't. It takes you a little bit of effort. It takes you two or three leaps because it keeps like skittering out of the way, and you're not about to be bested by a small crustacean. For the third try, you manage to get just enough leverage as you push into the air, and with one resounding crack down through its external shell, it releases its grip somewhat on your thumb. You have to actually pry it off. It seems to be locked into its death grip. You fought bravely. <laughs> More bait. <laughs> I'll just break a bunch of the crab and put it out. Okay. Go back um, to my perch. And over the next ten minutes or so, you watch as one seagull kind of comes down, eat and grabs it. <laughs> About twenty-five of them suddenly descend as word gets out, and you were just surrounded by white birds. Go ahead and we'll say we'll say for the sake of narrative, like you managed to pick off about eight of them before they ended up scattering away from it, and you just have this beach just riddled with dead seagulls with the crossbow bolts out of their bodies. Yeah, I'll retrieve the crossbow bolts, and that's it. Okay. I, I have a question. No, no, I'm going to take the bodies too. <laughs> I have a question right now. Where is the Lavore Regard Menagerie? What? Oh, Where's the, the owl, the, the weasel. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, the, the I have nugget with me. Weasels, little owl sprinkle. Owls with you. Owls, you know, by the cart. Owls by the cart. Constant updates no, no, to where these animals are. Is here. That's the weasel. Yes. Okay. Right. Like on a donut. We did some training <laughs> on the road. Yeah. Did and you? I want to play yeah. fetch with nugget here at the at the beach. Go ahead and roll. If you guys are doing some training, what are you training him in? Oh I want to train <laughs> nugget to blink back to us. On a command. So you're gonna take a little. It's going to take you a couple hours of working with him here on the beach, but you can do that. Let's go ahead and make an animal handling check. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm so scared. Seventeen. Okay. So, uh, utilizing bits of the, the feed and the snacks that you had purchased off of the original vendor, uh, with sprinkled, kind of tucked up in your neck, and then they're focused on their various endeavors. Jester is just tunnel vision focused on this adorable little blink dog. And to look at it, you can see the fur is like kind of a, a light tan color with bits of, of kind of faintly darker brown uh, stripes and kind of like a hint of calico elements to its coat, but very, very faint along the back. Um, oversized kind of puppy paws that look kind of soft and, and goofy, uh, but the limbs themselves, you can already see, are a little uh, unnaturally angular for a natural dog. You can see some of its fey nature kind of peeking through in its features. Uh, its ears are very tall and pointed, though wide at the base. Uh, uh, and as you start teaching it to blink, you watch as it prepares each time and as it begins to figure out the commands and kind of what you're trying to guide it, the eyes begin to go from a dark, dark black to a bright blue right before it <laughs> blinks over here and the eyes fade from blue to black as soon as it manages to find its next location. Over the next two hours or so of you working with this, uh, you begin to eventually develop the early stages of, of finding ways to command it to teleport when you want it to, though you can't really guide where it's going to teleport yet, but you, you, you've learned a command or a whistle of your choice that will tell it to blink. Oh God. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> this is so wonderful. Can't wait for this to go wrong. <laughs> 
So you get to decide on that. If she has ten gold, the gold pieces worth of incense, she can just bring it back to. No, no, nope. Uh, did you name your owl? I did. What did you name your owl? This is Professor Thaddeus. Ha <laughs> 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 Well, yeah, sure. He looks like a professor. Exactly. He looks like a Thaddeus. I, I couldn't decide if he looked more like a professor or more like a Thaddeus, and then I realized. Why not a both? Exactly. Yeah. Do you meditate for the full two hours that she's training the the blink dog, or do you? Return to no, Professor Thaddeus. No, Bo could not meditate for two hours. <laughs> no. Fair enough. Fair I enough. meditate for like 60 ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, tops, and then go back and. Okay. I just wanna. I just wanna train Professor Thaddeus to like come when I look regal and hold out my arm. Okay, so you stand about about fifty yards from the cart and hold aloft your forearm and attempt to find a way to coax Professor Thaddeus. Professor. Go- <laughs> Go ahead and roll an uh, animal handling check. Mr. Professor, Al, come. Offer it tenure. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else oh, can go. I was, that's I was pretty good. Trying to leave it alone. Uh, 21. Like, I know, it's been. I rolled a natural 18, 21. Okay, 21. Um, so over the next hour, hour and a half or so, um, you realize that your owl won't just come to you. You begin to find coaxing it with pieces of meat that you kind of scavenge from uh, the remnants of the meal. Can I? Can I? Can I have a? Can I have a seagull? Thank you. <laughs> so you're waving the seagull. Seems a bit large, but eventually, you, you smaller pieces. You begin to realize, kind of coax it, and you can get it to come to you when you have a piece of food in your grasp. Mr. Owl, how many handling checks does it take? Oh. Wow. Uh, <laughs> a two, two, a three. 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 Uh, yeah. You, you've begun the process of forming some sort of a bond with your animal. Okay. I'm going to take uh, a minute to try and explain to the professor what a doctor it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if he's confused. No, I just nod and uh, hope Thaddeus is listening. Yeah. Thaddeus. Seems to already have a stronger bond <laughs> with Caduceus than you, um, but it okay, may have. Stop some... talking to my owl. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> While this chaos is happening, with with Caduceus slowly wading through the shoreline, Caleb floating in the distance, practically nude, uh, not diminishing the population of the various oh, waterfowl, uh, and those two training their pets. What are you doing, Ford? Uh. Not, you sure you don't want to come in? I'm, I'm sure Jester will hold your hand or something. That sounds lovely, but I I think I'll just watch from, from the shore. Okay. Uh, I'll walk uh, up to the shore and just go ahead and put my, my boots in ankles deep in the, in the water and just stand there. And then uh, I'll summon the falchion next to my side. Okay. As the falchion emerges from whatever pocket space it resides, uh, when not in use, there's a splash of ocean water across the ground, flung from the the very faint bit of force that is uh, released upon its summoning. As you kind of hold it in your grasp and hold it before you, kind of looking at it for a moment, the sunlight kind of gleaming off the blade, showing the intricacies of its curvature, of the uh, falchion summer's dance uh, mutation that has come from the consuming of the blade not long ago. Um, it feels cold, same temperature of the ocean that you're currently sitting in, and as the temperature of the ocean warms to your touch, so does the temperature of the blade you're holding. 
I, uh, I see, how far out is Caleb in the water? I'd say it's about 15 feet out, not too far. Can I, uh, can I use Misty Step to appear right next to him in the water and scare the shit out of him? Yes, you may. Caleb, as you've been kind of lying there, looking up into the beautiful blue sky with just faint tufts of white uh, just drifting by, but mostly just this unending sphere of blue color before you. Or just appears a shadow above you looming in the water. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hey, hey, all right there, Chief. Okay, all right, you're good, sorry. Okay, just sneak up on a person. Sorry, I just figured you want some, some company. It's really tranquil, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's very quite nice. Yeah. You seem very at home in the water. I'm, I'm surprised. I down four feet. This is the, Caleb. <laughs> well, no, I'm just you know submerging my bits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I must commend you. A lot of people are very trepidatious in the face of a force of nature like this. Oh, it's uh, expensive. It just keeps going forever. You took to well, it very well. Why did you leave it? Oh, I, I didn't leave it intentionally. I tried to make my way back or up north to see if I could learn more about you know, the sword and everything, but I've always loved the water, yeah. So it feels good to be back here. It does, yeah. I would, I would live right on the water if I could, yeah. So maybe you stay? Yeah, start. yeah. I take care of what I need to take care of. I, I think a calm life on the water would suit me just fine. As a unique visual perspective here, too, as Caleb is no longer just floating buoyant, but who has probably not had too much experience swimming in the past, is having to haphazardly thrush. 15 feet out? Huh? 15 feet Those out? Those sandbars are unpredictable, man. Okay. They drop right the fuck out. 15 feet out is far. It's closer to 20, we'll say. All right. Enough, enough to the point where you can submerge and, and touch your feet underneath. But, yeah, but to stay above the water, water, you're just kind of like, Talking as you yep. thrash, uh, Ford. Yeah. 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 Ford is like gently buoyant, occasionally just kind of putting the hands in the water. The armor itself keeping you mostly aloft by its enchantment, and you just being comfortable in the water. It's kind of Ford looming over as you're just kind of, yeah, just keeping up with him best you can. It's like us when we went scuba diving. I take a moment and scan the beach and call out, uh, "Not the brave." Live up to your name and jump in the ocean. Yeah. There's no comma. There is no comma. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Wait. so. It's so big. There is a comma. There is a comma. I know what I'm uh, talking about. Get in there. Who cares? Go swimming. Um. Uh, give me a minute. I I just ate some seagull. I need to wait a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all wives' tale. It's not true. I think it's true. I'm cramping. I'm cramping already. <laughs> it could be the crab that bit me. Caleb, what is it with not in the water? Do you have any idea? I don't know. Hmm. She doesn't like to swim. I don't think. But you'd you'd imagine seeing something like this would maybe give perspective. Of, Oh yeah, I'm going in. Forget this. Yeah, as you guys are everything off, I'm going in. As you guys are having this discussion, you watch as this kind of beacon of pink hair kind of <laughs> emerges from the water next to you. Oh, 
This smells weird. I really like it. Is this one of those sea monsters they were talking about? Uh, it might be, yeah. I think that might have been the tentacle the Jester saw from you. I know. You have not seen the ocean. Never uh, before. It's pretty amazing, it's isn't amazing. it? amazing. You're actually in for, this is a treat. The sunsets are gorgeous here. Oh man, I can't even imagine. Should we stay here for the night? <gasps> no! Can we camp on the beach? I have the tent. I see my mom, though. Uh, I think we can camp on the beach before we leave town, but if people are anxious to get business yeah. done. I mean, I can go see my mom alone. No, 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 we're going not. with What about you, tomorrow? Yeah. Do you want to go tomorrow? Does she know you're coming? I cast ending. What are you doing? Hey, mom. Who are you talking to? I'm sort of in the water, at the beach right now. We're <laughs> My not in eyes the water. Closed. But, um,. I was wondering if you're singing tonight or if you're singing tomorrow. As, as you continue talking, the voice creeps through and goes, Chester, uh, I only received a portion of what you were saying, but uh, uh, I, I am singing tonight. Are you nearby? <gasps> My mom is singing tonight, you guys. Oh, and then we should leave the beach and go to where she is singing. Uh, agreed. She doesn't sing every night, you know, so if we miss it, we might miss it for a while. Is she, what What night of the week? Is this a, a headlining primetime night, or does she get like it's the off of nights like, and matinees? No, it's kind of like a special occurrence <gasps> when she ever. Oh, when really? Yes. We're very fortunate then. It also well, occurs to me this is an Eastern ocean, isn't it? So it would be a sunrise or it'd be a sunset for this ocean. Uh, oh, this you're right. no, uh, this side of, of the uh, the coast, it would be sunrise. Because uh, you where you are in the ocean, it'll on be setting on the west. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Which we have more than one sun, though, right? There's multiple suns in the sky. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have multiple moons. Ooh. Get the map. Get the map. <laughs> we need an orrery now to figure this out. Yeah, right? I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, the oh sun my from, God. from from the Menagerie Coast, the sun does set in the ocean. Cool, cool. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. West Coast. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, 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 okay. Well, we should definitely go see Jester's mom. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Listen, the ocean will be here, and we've got plenty of time to come back and fish. We oh, can go good. All sorts of stuff. Oh, good. We can come back then later. That's yep. great. I know. I know. I can feel the disappointment. Because I didn't make it in today. Yeah, I know. Oh. But hey, it's just like the anticipation keeps building, right? And then pay off. It'll be that much more. Maybe better. we can buy some new swimwear while we're in town. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Or any swimwear. Because I think your bandages might come off in the water. Just some floaties. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they will help me. Yep. You know, not, you, like you also have that fabulous <laughs> ring. You could just walk out onto the ocean. I know, but I don't know how that works on moving water. I think maybe oh, no. you should find out. Like it could be potentially mean, hilarious. Do it. Yeah. Uh, if we want to get a good seat, though, I feel like we should leave now. I like. I need to be up front because I can't see over people. That is true. So we should you probably really, get Yeah. Fair enough. It is. It is getting dark. Let's dry off and get our clothes back on and get moving. Yeah. As you guys gather your things, uh, dusk has set in, and now the sky shifts from light blue to a deep blue and purple on the. Eastern side as the oranges and reds and yellows and pinks begin to overtake the western side of the skyline. That's really beautiful. That's amazing. 
As you just do this every night. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, As I you... feel a little robbed. It's just gray and rainy where I'm from. All the time. Because mm. you should have come here sooner. Yeah. But you get amazing storms, right? Thunder, lightning. Yeah. 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 Give and take. That's right. A lot. Gets foggy here sometimes. Oh. Yeah. Well, we have fog. Oh. Well. The closest thing I've <laughs> experienced to this is uh, inside Jester's backpack in the dodecahedron. Mm. I thought you just meant like the abyss of my backpack. That's exactly what I thought too. There was a lot of baked go goods in there. Oh, yeah. It is pink. The ocean is like a pile of donuts. Now it's just. Uh, How far are is you? Oh. Hi. Are you high on the ocean? That's just the jellyfish thing taking effect. <laughs> no, it's a good day. How long of a drive is it? A ride, a cart ride, is it to the? <laughs> Thirty minutes for the drive. Oh yeah. Are we cart riding yet? Well, are you heading back to the, to the main road to one of the entrances to the eastern gate of the city, or are you heading towards the coastline to the actual wharf itself? That's up to you. Whatever way is faster. Probably the wharf. Let's do the wharf. Okay. Surge charge. Um, so you head along the coastline, eventually finding your way to where the wall itself slowly diminishes and steps. And then there is, it does extend out into the ocean. There is no direct path where you can walk along the shore and go into the city. It is specifically uh, marked off, but there is an archway there that is gated uh, by uh, two of the guards that are in the city. Um, I cast this guy self before we get up there. Okay. Uh, you do see uh, what looks to be about six Zelezo that are currently uh, guarding that entrance. The rest of you see what appear to be armored guards. Uh, varying from the, the scale mail and the maroons uh, and kind of muted colors of the uh, town's guard you're used to seeing in the Empire, here the Zalezo uh, have a blue and green base, but you can see along the armor, each individual Zalezo has kind of their own unique decoration and flair to it, some way of customizing it, making their own. And as such, even within their own uh, within their own ranks, there is kind of a sense of, of color and individuality and just their own armored senses. Um, but that doesn't mean they're not still armed and wondering who the fuck you are as you approach the exterior of the city. As your car begins to approach, you can see four of the six Alezo immediately kind of raise their weapons. They begin to approach. Halt! What is your business in Nicodranas? We came to see the Ruby of the Sea perform tonight. <laughs> the one at the front, you can see uh, beneath his his uh, helmet, which has these two bits of uh, chainmail that kind of curl open like curtains on the east side of his face. He kind of pulls them out of the way and looks forward towards the rest of the crew. There, uh, you can see is his uh, darker skin and his like thick brow. It's almost like a, a unibrow that sits over this kind of sun-dried lips that are a bit cracked and parched. Um, he glances forward, looks over at the rest of you, and goes, "The ruby of the sea." Yeah. Make a persuasion check. I'll use the red dice for the ruby. Fifteen? Fifteen, yeah, yes. All right, and where do you hail from? We hail from Porto Mali. No, it's not, it's up to his son. Porto Mali is from the other side. But yeah. Oh, shit. It's fine. Let <laughs> 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 All right, it's roundabout, and uh, you are? 
I am Fiona Fancy Pants. Theater critic. Theater critic extraordinaire. <laughs> now make a deception check. <laughs> that fell out of my hand. That doesn't count. <laughs> oh, it's the same roll. <laughs> Seven. Kind of looks back to the rest of the uh, the Zalazo, and they can discuss for a moment for themselves. His. Well, I apologize, but there is no entry after dark on this side of the wharf, regardless. If you want to enter, you have to enter from the main gates. Oh no, but she's performing soon, and we're going to miss it if we go all the way around. Well, you'll have to find some way to make it through the gate. And he kind of just holds his hand out. Here we go, we need some money. Let's see how much I have. I have five gold to put in his hand. Do you put five gold in his hand? That's a lot of gold, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Here we go. Okay. He goes and shakes in his palm. Very well. Let them in. <clears throat> Stands aside. Um, they have what looks to be a, a portcullis that is just held up by some sort of chain mechanism that is beyond the wall. Uh, they just kind of step aside and let you in. And they kind of usher you through quickly because <laughs> nobody's supposed to come through this entrance. But they kind of. Like but through. As as they all walk by, you can see them all kind of taking. Looking each of you up and down, kind of taking a, a mental note of what you have on you, who you are, what you look like, as well as what they perceive to be inside the cart. A few strange faces of the cluster of creatures around Jester and the rather disinterested-looking owl <laughs> is, uh, clutching the, the forearm bracer of Beauregard. But you pass through this archway on the exterior wall and immediately look before you, and you can see uh, the eastern side of the harbor here, and what is known as the Restless Wharf. Um, Restless Wharf. Immediately before you, you can see uh, a plethora of people that are just walking along this heavy uh, dockside harbor. There are a number of warehouses and small huts and buildings that are built both on the dock and kind of uh, built along the side of where it adjusts from stone and sand into uh, wood and, and elements that turn into the docks themselves. You can see uh, tall cranes uh, made of wood and cord and rope that some of them 10 feet, some of them 25, 30 feet or so in the process of either loading or offloading uh, various materials from the trade ships that are making their way into harbor or loading up to leave in the morning. Um, you see uh, two or three larger guild buildings that tend to be the hubs of uh, information for those that are coming from the docks. You can see there are a few uh, dock masters that are walking around uh, who are in the process of, of taking out information of who it is that's entering or exiting with their ships, making sure that everything is being handled. And you see a number of Zalezo that are uh, also keeping a close eye. Torches are now lit as the sky grows darker. Uh, and you can see there's one that's going through the city uh, and is lighting the actual uh, lanterns, the oil lanterns that hang on these tall, thin poles that dot the city that have to be lit uh, at dusk. You can uh, see... One thing that does catch your eye is right towards the center of this harbor where the uh, Restless Wharf would be transitioning into what uh, you know as the Open Quay, which is the other half of this, this harbor, uh, there is a massive lighthouse that sits on this one bit of rock that protrudes where the docks come to an end and just an element of the, uh, the stone floor continues out before breaking off into a shelf into the ocean below. And you can see this beautiful lighthouse. The lighthouse is famous. Uh, you know it known as the Mother's Lighthouse. 
and it catches your attention specifically, Caduceus, because uh, the beautiful uh, design of this lighthouse, while it seems natural and just a, a, a gradual tower-like point on the back side, on the northern side, the southern side that faces the ocean, there is a 20-foot relief of what appears to be the upper torso of a woman that is emerging from the lighthouse looking out over the ocean. Um, a, a beautiful sculpture with wild hair that tangles and kind of curls around the shoulders and then merges in with the stonework of this lighthouse. Um, but what's unique is the way the lighthouse itself is placed as it rotates and as the, uh, the light beacon comes across, you watch as the eyes of the woman flare up as the light passes that side of the tower. And you recognize, the closer you get to this area, this large uh, sculpture is that of the Wild Mother, of Melora. And that is where the Mother's Lighthouse title comes from. How long has it been here for? As long as I've been alive. I don't that know. That is how long again? <laughs> you don't know how old I am, Kayla? Uh, no idea. I thought it would have been obvious. Uh, and I turn around and look. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's beautiful. So, as you guys are making your way through the Restless Wharf, you're getting odd looks from the side of uh, various sailors and dock hands that you know, just curious as to who you are and how you've made your way here. Um, are you heading directly to? Okay. So, that being the case, this is all very familiar to me. Yeah, you've spent you've spent a bit of time here. You've been here before. Yeah. How long have you? When did you meet each other? You and Jess. Well, just just on our way up into. Yeah, a, a few weeks. But you were always around. You were near each other for a while and didn't know each other. Well, he grew up in a whole different city. Yeah, I'm from Port Tamale, but I had seen her a couple times in the city. Well, only after I left here. Yeah. <coughs> How far is uh, Port Tamale from here, roughly? Port Tamale, excuse me. Uh, it's about a little over 400, 450 miles from here. Yeah. It's quite a distance. Good trip. It's on like the other side of the relationship. Yeah, or it's part of the uh, along the Menagerie Coast. Port de Mali is the westernmost port city, which is why it's the largest here. It's kind of the major hub of trade between uh, all the western bits of civilization: Taldore, Marquette, uh, Isilra, um, with uh, the Port of Nicodranas being the furthest east. And so the two of those mark kind of the two endpoints, the bookends of the Menagerie Coast. Um, there are a few other port towns in between, but they're smaller by comparison. <laughs> and Nicodranas is about half the size of Port Tamale. Right. As we're walking through to make it to Jester's uh, mom's place, any familiar faces, catching eyes, make glances? perception check. Oh, nine. Nine. Um, I mean, everyone seems to. Going about their business, you are drawing some attention from folks as it is their job. There are a few Zalezo that kind of just keep an eye as you pass by. You see um, one male dwarf figure that appears to probably be the wharf master who has a number of people talking to him who kind of watches you pass by, and as he does so, he just scribbles something in a book and then goes about his business, but that's the most you, you notice. Um, so as you pass beyond the rest of this wharf, heading north, northwest into the city, eventually the Hustle and bustle of the docks begin to fade. The warehouses begin to uh, slowly uh, diminish their overtaking of the central business area of the city. And you come upon what looks to be a large 15-foot-tall stone archway 
it's 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 a gradual arch as opposed to like being straight and then turning over. It's just like this kind of slow, gradual arch there, uh, with what looks to be a large gem that is embedded at its peak, at its zenith. Opal archway. Opal archway. There are eleven of these throughout the district. Um, One of the opal archways. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and these, in, if you were to re- recount what information of history you know about the city here. Um, the opal archways once marked the. <laughs> God damn it! No, no, you go. I'll just repeat it. There you go. No, they uh, they they once marked the exterior of the original city. I will fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. You don't get lore. No, I can give and I can take away. <laughs> but no, the uh, the the opal archways marks what were the original boundaries of the city when it was first founded, and the city has expanded far beyond that. But that now marks kind of the richer. Uh, most lively district where a lot of the uh, political elite, where a lot of diplomats and the wealthy merchants come to either live and or spend their money. So as you pass beyond this archway, the uh, the original occasional set poles that hold the oil lanterns that give the faint bit of flickering firelight uh, through these dark uh, cobblestone streets give way to what appear to be much more vibrant, magical baubles that just kind of hover about 10 feet above the air. Um, they've already been set, and you see them give off a brighter glow, and their colors seem to shift. One of them has like a whiter color, but then slowly turns to like an orange, then shifts to a green, and then on about 10 feet away, on the other side of the street, you see another one that's colors are shifting, but in a different pattern, so they're kind of complementing and also contrasting each other. Um, at this point, too, you begin to see the streets, while not as crowded as the wharf, people that are here are much better dressed. You see a carriage kind of make its way by to your right, and you see a few folks that appear to be well-dressed nobles of some kind, uh, wearing uh, looks to be uh, a crushed silk-type clothing that is uh, bright blues and purples and uh, jewelry of all sorts of gems and colors. Um, as compared to a lot of the, the drab decor that a lot of the noble families seem to wear in your experiences up in the Empire here, uh, the cultural mishmash that tends to build here on the coast over time with so many people coming from so many places, um, it all has kind of built this mixing pot of, of styles and ideas and self-expression, and it immediately is visible in the people that live here. Uh, you do notice, strangely, that there are a few Townsguard amongst the Zalezo here. Crownsguard? Yeah. Crownsguard. 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 Crownsguard of the Empire. Oh. Oh, but we're not in the Empire. No. Correct. What? Uh, do they look like they're working, they're or do they look the like they're. Yeah. They look like they're keeping an eye out, and you two have had the experience here. Crownsguard <coughs> do have a small presence here. Um, because Nicodranus is the closest to the Empire, it's also kind of the the crossover point where the two entities, the Clovis Concord that oversees the Menagerie Coast and the Dunalian Empire make their laws and agreements and all of their essential uh, intent to not attack, undermine, or destroy each other takes place. Um, so while the, the laws of the Clovis Concord are enforced here, Technically, the Crown's Guard can enforce uh, Imperial law (coughs) if they were to see anything that does break Imperial law. However, their presence is much thinner than anywhere else in the Empire, and it's more of a courtesy given to them by the Concord uh, to make them feel more comfortable in a city that is closest here. And that's largely why the city here in Nicodranus is considered a 
popular escape for those who want to get away. It's, it's the Vegas of the Dwendalian Empire, where it's close enough they can go travel to and still enjoy a bit of comfort and some semblance of home and places, but it's still different and, and alien and unique enough to the point where it feels like a vacation. We can tell from their posture that they're not on leave, they're actually there, what seems they're, to be more on duty. They're more on duty, though you're not sure if it's just their own duty or if they've been given a, or if they've been given some some sort of post specifically by whoever's paying them. Okay. But it does catch it catches the the rest of you who aren't familiar with this site a little off guard, and you immediately kind of adjust your posture and get it a little more of a naturally defensive position, just knowing that there is now two forces of law enforcement now looking through the streets of the archways. It's okay. Most of the crowns guard here don't really give a shit. Um, it's like when they get stationed out here, they're like, well, okay, like, okay, whatever. and they kind of do the fun stuff too. Got yeah. It is more right. of a cush posting. Do they uh, do they give these postings to people who are fuck offs, or do they give the postings to these people who are? No, dead? they're pretty legit. Because honestly, this is where the big wigs go, so they want the best, right? They're not going to take a bunch of jack offs with them. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of people with jewelry around. I was just thinking, I felt a little underdressed. Should I yeah. steal some for you? Well, here's the thing. You can steal stuff if you want not, but the, the laws are kind of enforced a little bit stricter here. Yeah, right. the Clovis Concord is kind of ironclad. It's some hefty penalties. Everything from stealing to murder, it puts you away for quite a while, and it's a hefty fine. All right. I won't. Steal or murder, then. <laughs> just that whole spectrum in between, you can just fill in everything that happened in your mind. When I said those two, it applies to that shit as well. What else is there, really, between between stealing and murdering? Arson? Oh, oh, that's a Kidnapping. good Kidnapping. Kidnapping. Oh, right. Are we talking about things in between? Yeah. Or out of? <laughs> yeah, no, in between those two, yep. Because what yeah, about, like, mail fraud? Did. Is wow. mail fraud in there, or is it, like, that's lesser than worst. stealing? That's, that's the worst crime there is. No one talks to anyone, do Commits mail fraud. That's you are all accomplices. I just want to point that out. Yeah, I <laughs> when I were in the clink, there was a guy in there who had committed mail fraud. Yeah, he was fucked up by every other prisoner in there. They don't like him. Marked for death. I don't fuck with the postal service. No, yeah. that's sacred. <laughs> we were the only two people in that cell. Don't worry. That's correct. <coughs> so got salt water from where? Wow. For yeah, I shouldn't have surprised you. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that's on you, buddy. Sorry. <coughs> you just got to not like to say. So, uh, in 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 passing uh, further through the the Opal Archways district, uh, you begin to hear the music of various street buskers and performers beginning to take to the roads. Uh, they have their own lighting arrangements, and you see what looks to be a small. Uh, sort of a, oh, what was sort of looking for? Uh, a, 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 a topped cart, a um, oh, um, Varda. Yeah. Thank you. Varda. Oh, Varda. Um, it was right on the tip of my tongue. I know. <laughs> uh, so never mind. That's fair. Yeah, well, it would be yeah. yours. Um, a Varda tucked into one corner where you can see there is a small group of about four performers out there doing juggling acts. It um, kind of reminds you of the early days when you had first. I come across the carnival in uh, in Trostenwald. Um, most everyone in the street doesn't pay the mind. Occasional silver is tossed their way. Um, passing that, still you go by a building that catches your attention immediately. This gaudy, nearly a palace of an estate. 
you see uh, this 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 large building, this this kind of white silk draped, uh, dull brass and uh, orange yellow stone, like a sandstone base construct of a building. Uh, you know this. Uh, you've passed it before, we were uncertain, but you know, this is the, uh, the Marquis de Maine. Uh, this is where the Marquis of the city, uh, lives. Yeah. Marquis um, de Maine. Yeah. And even at a glance, you can see there's probably well over 40 rooms within this establishment. Um, it's... There's lots of visitors all the time. So it's like a big house? Like a, it's, like a it, it looks like... A small compound with three low towers, like four or five-story towers, two at the front and one towards the back that's t- taller of the three. Uh, all one singular building. It's it looks like a palace, um, but s- small for a palace, but too large for a mansion. It's that kind of weird in-between state. Um, a lot of money has gone into its construction, and the closer you get to it, you can see that maybe it's not in the best of upkeep. Um, but what you do notice is that the presence of Zalizo is very Strong. There's probably about 20 or more Zalezo that are in the process of just keeping an eye on the vicinity, doing walking around the the boundaries at the exterior of the of the domain. You can see eight or so that are just stationed at the front, um, and a few that are kind of walking along what looks to be the upper uh, parapets or uh, high walls, keeping an eye down on the street. Does it seem like the same amount that's always been there? Yeah, it, it's it's uh, it can vary. Um, but you get the sense. Make a history check, actually. Thirteen. Yeah. You get the sense that that um, there's probably a handful of diplomats that are staying there as guests, and that's why the guard is a little more heightened than normal. There's probably diplomats there tonight. More time. Uh. And then as you curve around the bend of the exterior of the domain, uh, you see before you uh, what is considered the high end inn of the Opal Archways. Um, You see this beautiful three-story, thin but very tall uh, building of soft kind of sky blue pigment that's been painted across the stone, and in each window sill, you can see this kind of gold-leafed uh, wooden frame that dangling from it is a deep uh, cerulean uh, crushed velvet curtain that open up across uh, glass windows that appear to be stained glass and glowing from the inside emanate this kind of slightly shifting kaleidoscope of color from the inside out. The steps that lead up to the front double doors, which are currently open, uh, emanate a very soft sound of uh, music, a four or five piece band apparently playing just gentle atmospheric music to the interior. Um, This is a very familiar sight to you, Jester, as this is the lavish chateau, this is where you grew up, this is your home. She hasn't started yet, you guys. I hear music, is that the warm-up act? You're so sure, but if you thought they were singing, she hasn't gone yet. Do we have to pay to get in, or is it? No, I never had to. Well, you lived there. (laughs) So yeah, it's probably free. Is this a hotel? Yeah. You grew up in a hotel. Well, I mean, it wasn't a hotel to me. We had a lot of the top floor. But uh, under normal circumstances, because you look this way, but would everyone know you here? Well, like, you mean like as a human? Mm-hmm. Or would they know me as a me? 
as a as a as a as a as gesture. As gest- they know you. As well, yeah, of course they would. But you don't want them to see you, so how will we well, get I'm in? Well, I'm disguised. I know, but how will That's we get in? What was your name again? Fiona Fancy Pants. Yeah. Okay, just Fiona. Okay. You know, disguise self lasts an hour, right? Has it been an hour? It's been over an hour, but I'll say that oh. you've. You've wrapped it up, but just mar- I'd say mark off two more first level spell slots for the time it's taken to travel since the, from well, you've arrived at the ocean. Since, the f- since, wait. From traveling from the ocean to the city and making your way through, it's been the better part of an hour, so it'd be two spell slots. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, a little over an hour since, since you uh, left the beach. I just recast it. Sure. Well, then how are we going to get in? What do you mean, how are we going to get in? We go in. All right. They don't know you, they know me. I'm going to disguise myself, like too. Do they check weapons at the door or anything like that? Um, from, from what you recall, uh, they request weapons be uh, noted. You can keep a weapon on your person just as a means of self-defense, but you cannot come in like fully Decked out, ready for armor. You can have have one small personal item on yourself as a means of self-defense. Everything else can be kept at a, a coat room at the entrance. You also do see uh, two Zalezo that are stationed on either side of the open doorway. Um, this is part of the protective presence here of the inn and the, the higher-end customers that they see. Before entering, uh, I would look for a, an alleyway in the last few minutes before getting here to make all of my clothes look... Um, I, I cast Disguise Self upon myself and don't change my appearance other than to make my clothes look brand new and slightly more expensive than they are. All right. I may join you in that, if that's all right. By all means. I'll also humanize myself and kind of put together something that looks appropriate for the sort of people I've seen walking around and kind of a lot of the pearlescent whites and greens. And make an nice intelligence back. check. Oh, this will go poor. I'm still very tall. No, I'm not. He can adjust his height. Yeah, one, oh, foot, one foot up and down. What? That's part of the disguise self ability that he oh, has as a. I thought it was just like a thing that. No, well, it's, it's a racial trait of a, of a fear ball. Straight intelligence check. Uh, 14. 14, okay. Um, you've taken a little bit of time to study the uh, accoutrements and, and fashion of those around you in the city, specifically those that appear to be uh, common denizens. Of Nicodranas, and as as you emerge with Caleb, you see Caleb in this you know beautifully clean, uh, kind of well pressed coat with like a higher collar, um, a, a wider sleeve end with cuff. Um, you even see a, a bit of a uh, a cravat, kind of poofing from from beneath. A very very nice presence. And you see with the with the same pink hair. How, how would you like to be dressed? Uh, definitely the same pink hair, but tied tied back. It's kind of. Thin adult human man who's got a little bit of the scruff going into a bit of a, of a shaggy goatee, and kind of a um, uh, if, if this is appropriate for it, a little a little bit of the, the uh, French restoration, but like nice pale opalescent whites. Matching Lord Strider. Thank, oh my God. Okay, yes, that's fair. <laughs> uh, but it's just kind of it's 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 yeah, oh, yeah. muted but fun. Okay. Yeah. Muted but fun. I will also fun. cast this guy self and turn into a. Female dwarf with just like a a simple mumu. <laughs> simple dwarf, a mumu. Don't insult my dignity. Just give me the mumu. <laughs> All right. So, so you almost look like one of the ghosts from Pac-Man. You're in. <laughs> 
A blue moo. Okay, perfect. <laughs> is that blinking? I think that was blinking. Um, as you approach um, and begin to step out of the cart, um, you you see a, a young human man, kind of his early twenties or so. Uh, his hair gelled back, but it tends to curl up and poof a bit towards the base, um, around the, the the sides of his neck. He's wearing a vest with a, a, a plain but uh, but well uh, well made silk white shirt and a pair of trousers. Uh, you recognize him as uh, Tyrol. He is a um, uh, essentially the the front hand of the inn. And as he approaches, he looks up to you. Uh, are you uh, leaving your cart here? Are you going to be staying? Yes, we're going to be staying here. All right. Um, well, I, I will go ahead and see that this is taken care of. Please enter. Um, Do you board animals? We can. There is a charge. Cool. Here's the pigeon he's been eating. <laughs> seagull. Sorry, it's a seagull. Um. <laughs> just <laughs> sets it on, on on the railing of the stairway and the side goes, very well. Um, I will see and tend to the horses and uh, I, I, your your hawk, professor. It's an owl. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is that for? Other other pets. No, that's for money. The, uh, this oh. is actually to uh, pay for the service. Well, here I pay him. How much, How much is it? Uh, he doesn't say. <laughs> How much do you give him? For the service of boarding the animals? Yeah, boarding the, the animals and taking care and of the cart. the cart. I give him five gold, because I saw Jester do that earlier, and it seems to be the common courtesy okay. of Nicodronus. All right, you drop five gold in his hand, and his eyes go wide, and he's like, of course. Um, Right this way. It's a lot of happiness, and that's okay. It looks he, like we're really well off, though. Okay. He seems to be immediately swallowing the pain from the talons that are grinding into his forearm, and is now smiling brightly and eager to please the new arrivals on the yeah, outskirts. Where that came from? You take good care of him. Just give him six hundred dollars. Light up. What about the other animals? They're Which staying was? with me. I'm not giving these things up. We're walking in with a dog and a weasel. Well, the weasel is kind of tucked in, so really no one will notice I just, it. I, I can't. <laughs> but yes, I'm walking in with a dog. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's like a lap dog. My mom will want to meet him. Sure. Okay. Dog you know this better than everywhere. No, blink dogs don't pee. Oh. It's a rule. It's canon. <laughs> Have you named the weasel yet? Yeah. She, she's seeing the dark spot is weasel? slowly <laughs> spreading across. Yeah, he's just a peanut! He's just a Beautiful. Good. Sprinkle? Boy. Yeah. Sprinkle the weasel? Yeah. It is male. Sprinkle, sprinkle and nugget. And Professor Thaddeus. <laughs> Excellent. I named, I named the seagull in my head, too. What's the name? Steven. Oh. <laughs> it would be a Steven. Steven, uh, Steven Seagull. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh! Yes! <laughs> Just, I gotta keep it. I gotta keep it. Yeah. Wow. So as as uh, your cart is taken care of, one of your animals is found a temporary companion. Uh, you make your way up the steps. The uh, Zalezo just keep an eye and kind of nod as you pass, walking into the interior, and the warm light and music embrace you as you step within the lavish chateau. 
The first thing you see are four chandeliers hanging from the ceiling in different quarters of this very tall chamber, about uh, 15 or so feet from floor to ceiling. There are uh, rafters that align a series of, of wide uh, wooden bars that hang from right to left side. And uh, these chandeliers that hang from them appear to be made of a polished silver color, and on them hang about 20 or so candles per chandelier that are giving off this kind of gently flickering warm uh, light that trickles down into the main area. You see what appear to be two bars, one to the right, one to the left in the far corners, with each being tended to by uh, one uh, bartender of some kind. Uh, you see a few servants that are uh, jotting from table to table, and what looks to be about 10 or so tables. They're used to the Darkwood taverns and you know, the dives and, and various degrees. Um, all the tables here uh, have what look to be fine, uh, either a very high count white cotton or, or a white uh, dubioni silk that is pulled across uh, in, in, around the, these, these circular tables. And across them, there's a, a silver platter that contains candles, uh, fresh fruit, um, what appear to be kind of almost like complimentary uh, slivers of cheese and crackers that are set out there. And there aren't a lot of people in here. There's maybe nine patrons that are currently in the tavern. But those that are in here are very well dressed. They look, uh, they're literally clustered around three separate tables, three, three, and then, uh, uh, be three, three, and three, three different tables. I'm a, I'm a heathen. Did you, what is Dipioni silk? Mm -hmm. Dipioni silk, it's a type of, of, of silk material that has like an interesting texture to it. Okay. Um, okay. I'll, I'll show you the brand. I'm just curious. Yeah. It's really pretty. It's basically like the nicest kind you can get. You it's really fabric fancy. Is it like? <laughs> is it like the? I know, the, it feels like a wedding. The velour juicy sweatpants that I'm, I saw when I first wow. moved here. I'm gonna Google it. Dip wow. B, wow. How do you spell dip? Diplo silk. Everybody at home that takes out their their, their yep. swatch that they got. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, <laughs> it looks it looks a little rougher than like just smooth silk. It has a bit of a texture to it, and it, it looks a little more natural. I'm legitimately just curious. Yeah. yeah no, it's good. There you go. It's shiny. Yep. Okay. It's you shiny said, silk. It's you said with know. those nine Let's people that are in the room, how many oh, yeah. tables that's, are there about? That's, that's Dippioni silk. I knew that. Yeah. Um, Dippioni, Bob Dippioni. Exactly. Dippioni. <laughs> um, you see 10 tables in the room. Total. 10 tables. <laughs> yes. Um, though, you know, the, the clientele can shift based on time. And, and as, as you kind of enter and look around, you see on the far end there is a single staircase, a wide 10-foot staircase that ascends up uh, towards the back wall and then splits on two different sides into two separate staircases that ascend to the second level. Uh, and along that you can see uh, the lighter wood itself, and all the wood appears to be painted here in like a faint gray or a very light tan color. There is a carpeting that is draped over the center, about uh, eight foot wide, down the staircase. Uh, that is a similar kind of uh, light blue color as the paint on the exterior of the building. So, Isn't it pretty? It's beautiful. I used to run up and down these stairs late at night. Can, can you remind me, so I don't call her Mrs. Ruby, what, what's your mom's name? What do we call her, Miss Lavore, Mrs. Lavore? Or Marion. Marion? Mm -hmm. Okay, Marion. Is, is blue the predominant color here? Uh, on the exterior, yes. On the interior, it's like a, a light tan and medium wood tint with whites and gold and silver. Blue on the outside, interesting. Fiona, do you recognize yeah. anyone yeah. in this room? <laughs> yeah. You do? I do. 
Sure, I recognize that bartender and that bartender and a couple of these patrons. The patrons, anybody that. Yeah, a couple of them have been upstairs, if you know what I mean. I don't. Her mother is a lady of the night. Ah, oh, oh. The lady of the night, if you will. (laughs) She's the best lay ever. Yeah, and considering that she's singing tonight, it seems really empty in here. What's that about? Maybe it's a private show. She doesn't do that. I mean, it would cost a lot of money. Well, maybe it wasn't publicized. Maybe it's a surprise drop-in show. What? As you guys have begun taking, kind of standing in the middle of the foyer area, you kind of pushed ahead a bit by what looks to be uh, another group of about four individuals. Um, they look to be merchants, uh, well dressed for the occasion. They kind of push past. Uh, excuse me, and they go and find another table. And you get the sense that the room probably is going to be filling up. Should probably get the table as soon as possible. Where's the um, the backstage door? Where do I get to my mom? Uh, your mom actually uh, descends for her performance, so I, you'd have can to go I, upstairs. I want to go upstairs. Okay, just you. Yeah. All right. So you guys all find a table. Sure. Yeah. Is it better near the front or like in the back or? Well, she comes down from those stairs. Yeah. So make sure you got a good view of that. We'll get as close to the stairs as possible. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So you guys all find a table. You ascend the stairs. Uh, the, the normal route that you're used to taking, which is curving to the right as the stairs uh, split towards the second floor, there you can see on this, the brief landing before it goes up to the second uh, floor, there is another Celezo guard who's just stationed there, keeping an eye out, kind of looks to you, nods. Um, you run up to the secondary floor, uh, where there are a number of, of various rooms for the inn that are for rent. Uh, you head up the next flight of stairs. You can see as they both kind of meet at the center, there's a second uh, flight that kind of mirrors the, the bottom floor uh, parallel on the floor upward. That one splits again to the top floor in there. As you get to the, the third and final floor of the, the chateau, on the left side, uh, you, there are a number of in, indoors, but there is uh, one doorway that is made of a different wood grain than the rest of them. Uh, it was a gift from a, a very interested suitor years ago, and it's been installed, um, but it, is, it marks the chamber where the Ruby of the Sea uh, makes her home, and for most of your life until recently, you made yours. I go to it, I go up to it! Okay, go to the door. We stay downstairs. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I buy the group around. Um, you can hear muffled through the doorway a little bit of practice singing some some scales and la 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 la, huh? and you hear other voices talking and there's some rustling moving through and like a, someone seems to stub a, a toe and go like ow, we're trying. Just, and there's a few other people rushing around in there. Um, I knock on the door and say, um, good evening, Marianne Lavore. The little sapphire has come to see you. There's a pause. And then there's a step at the door, and the door creeps open, and you can see uh, one of the servants who uh, who works within the the chateau, uh, an older woman in her forties or so, human with like very short, kind of crimped, uh, dark hair, um, who generally helps prep uh, your mother, help her, helps her get dressed, and helps get her prepared for the performance. Glances past. Uh, her name is actually let me put it up. Nadine, and uh, she peeks through, looking. At you. Uh, I'm. Terribly sorry. Uh, what did you say? Um, I'm here to see the Ruby of the Sea. Uh, unfortunately, uh, she is uh, going to be performing shortly. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Tell her that I'm here. I am. Yeah. Uh, she is. 
No, I know. Not just tell her. Any sort of tell her. The little sapphire's here to see you, Ruby. <laughs> you hear a voice from behind her go, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> and from peeking over the shoulder, as your as your vision focuses into the chamber beyond, uh, low lit beyond just the series of candles that are set around the single mirror, uh, you see the uh, beautiful red skin of your mother and the the dark hair tumbled past the shoulder as she's been uh, wearing a mostly laced up bodice. Um, as one of the other servant is in the process of lacing and tying it, glances over her shoulder, kind of pushes past the edge of the chair. And goes, you see her smile brightly, her, her uh, kind of faintly white, glowing with a hint of, of, of yellowish gold tint to her eyes, uh, bright and immediately. And goes, well, uh, come in, come in. Uh, please, Excuse close me, the door for me. Pain. And he closes the door and goes, I, I, I'm very confused by this mystery, but uh, whatever you require. Uh, at which point, the other one is, who's lacing is still like pulling on the back of the bodice, and without even looking at her, uh, uh, Marion just kind of pushes her aside and goes, "Shh." I run for and give her a big hug. Uh, as you kind of give her a hug, she kind of holds you there and goes, "Um, I. You look different. It's a spell. I'm actually still me. Don't worry." There's a nod, and their their kind of tension in her body melts as her arms kind of enclose on your shoulders and back, and pulls you in close. And this this moment of, of warmth and, and relief that washes over both of you at being reunited here in this chamber. The uh, the two servants kind of sit in the back awkwardly, not quite understanding entirely either, and kind of whispering to each other, uh, while Marion just continues to hold you and rock you back and forth, and just goes, "My." Beautiful Chester, I've missed you so much. I missed you so much. I missed you so much. I wanted to come home sooner, but we got distracted because we went to the Empire. But I, I, I remember you telling me you were going to go. Oh, well, that's right. I sent you messages. Yes. Yeah. How, uh, how, how was it? I have not traveled beyond the boundaries. Um, it's really like kind of cold, and you know the people are pretty strict. But there are some really, really nice people that you can meet. I met a lot of friends. You should meet them. I'd be happy to. And she, They're she, downstairs. She kind of traces her fingers along her face. Goes like, "Yep." Can I, I put her hand on my horn so she can tell? She it's feels there. it. And she's like, "Can I see my little girl?" Is it okay with them? Um... They're fine. <laughs> he dropped the illusion, and even though she knew it wasn't until actually she gets an opportunity to look upon your face and your hair and your eyes and your smile that you watch just life breathe in like a renewed fire into the chest of your mother. Immediately she grabs the sides of your cheeks and pulls you in and goes, I've missed you so much. And just brings you in and kisses you on the forehead and starts running her fingers through your hair. And there's Oh, just... careful of the weasel. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Sprinkle Mama. He is very adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say I left Nugget downstairs with you guys. Okay, okay, okay. After you beat on him. Yeah. <laughs> she immediately like like starts like kind of brushing your hair with her fingers in the side. It's like, I, you've gone so far and traveled so much. You have to tell me about what you've done. I will, of course. Do you want me to finish lacing you up your performances tonight? That, it, yes, it is. Um, please, uh, do not mind. She she knows what to do. 
And so now in front of the mirror with you behind her, she's looking at you through the mirror over her shoulder as you're helping lace at the back of her bodice. And We went to a town and it was burned down and we killed a bunch of gnolls and we took off their ears and then we went to another city and we fought these fish people in this swamp and it was really crazy. And then, my oh my goodness. gosh, you should meet this monk girl that I know. She's crazy and she fights with her fists and also with a staff and she's really strong. And there's this other girl who has wings and they tell them all about that. All right, and she, she's just enthralled, like just listening to all this. And I, <laughs> I would never have thought my little jester would be seeing the world and, and fighting creatures and. Fighting so much, you should see how strong I've gotten. I want to see how strong you've gotten. Well, I mean, okay, do you want me to punch you? <laughs> Perhaps, wait. Till after the performance, okay. I've just applied my. Uh, anyway, <laughs> with that point, she stands up, and Nadine helps her puts her uh, the rest of her dress on, and it's this beautiful, like deep purple, uh, kind of satin type material. Uh, it's low cut with this, this beautiful long, uh, kind of almost training sleeve that that hangs down past her knees when her arms are at her side. Uh, puts on her necklace, um, almost like what looks to be a, a, a faint velvet choker that kind of pulls across the back of the neck there, and in the center is a small blue gem that she keeps to remind herself of you. Mm. Oh. She takes a moment to look in the mirror and, well, how do I look? You look beautiful, Mama. Then perhaps you should go join your friends. Oh, right. I can't disguise myself anymore, though. Um, I, I, can I borrow a cloak or something? Uh, perhaps. You can technically spend higher spell slots to cast a lower level spell. Shit. If you want to, it's up okay, to you. Okay, yeah, that's all what I'll do. I'll cast it again. Okay. I want to see a show, what could happen? What could happen? All my spell slots. Okay. And they run back downstairs. Okay, you run back downstairs to join the rest. <laughs> All right. Good tool. We saw Caduceus. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, at the rest she's of you. She's almost ready. She's almost ready. She's so beautiful. That's great. Uh, yeah. Was she happy to see you? Yeah. She yeah. Was. No. Of course she was. Was she? Is she, she going to give us a place to stay tonight? <laughs> sure. Yes. Of course she is. Okay. Yeah. While we've been sitting down there, any, I have not disguised the way I look, any glances, looks, anybody we recognize, anybody lingering on us? In the 15 or 20 minutes or so that Jester's been gone, the rest of the room has filled um, to the point where there are a few people hovering around your table in hopes that perhaps you will leave and they will try and snipe it from you and kind of occasionally <clears throat> just clear their throat in your presence, hoping that maybe you'll recognize their yeah, status. No, we're here. Yeah. We are yeah. here. I make myself look real big. Yeah. <laughs> Put my staff out. Yeah. <laughs> Feet up on the other chair. Uh -huh. for yeah, holding the chair for Jester. What? Move on, friend. <laughs> they eventually make their way to the opposite side of the room and perpetually throwing stink eye in your direction. Are we in the front or the middle or the back? Uh, you guys, I believe, took a table near the stairs, mm -hmm. which would be on the right side, probably. Uh, for a table that was available okay. um, from, from where, if you're looking from the entrance where you came. So it would be on the northeastern side of the building. How big an audience space is it? Um, roughly. Ten tables. Roughly, it's ten How tables. How many people are crammed in here, at a, at a guess? Okay, ten at a, tables, that's a lot. Fire code. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, 
throughout the interior of this whole chamber, you probably have now, including yourselves, close to 50 to 60 people. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, and that, th- that includes the people that are standing, because there are, you know, the, the tables are either been taken by, some, some of the tables here are set and reserved for people that are only two folks that sit there and no one else is allowed to take the table and it is enforced and they come with their own Zalezo bodyguards. Um, are they there? The two people? Yeah. There, there, there is a couple that is currently situated on one of the central tables. What and, do they look like? Oh, uh, okay. So the first one you see is a human woman, probably in her early 20s or so. Uh, very vibrant blonde hair that is uh, kind of pulled back and left into these curls that kind of spiral down off the shoulders, wearing kind of a low shoulder uh, dress that's made of a, uh, what looks to be a, a very uh, fine, you can't really make out the material, but it has a sheen to it. Um, beautiful jewelry, um, and across the way you can see it looks to be a, a much older man. Uh, kind of receding hairline a bit, uh, deep grayish, turning white hair. Um, very, very deep set crow's feet in the sides of his face, where his eyes are almost not visible. The eyelids themselves seem to be almost drooping, and the the wrinkles beneath are kind of uh, encroaching upon what little of the eyes you can see. Um, probably in his seventies or so. Very, very well dressed with a, a coat and tails. Um, and his his attire, both their attire, seems to be more Dwendalian than Menagerie Coast. Mm. Um, at least in the the styles that they're wearing, though they are they do have uh, two Zalezo that are hired and kind of keeping a watch at the table. Jester, mm. you recognize those stuffy pants people? Good one. <laughs> no, I've never seen them before. Have you eaten any of this cheese? It's really good. Oh, no, but we, did, yeah. we got you two milks because there's a two drink minimum. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, as as drinks have been ordered uh, to your specifications, the table and the drinks here are expensive. Um, I covered that. Okay, so I'd say for 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 uh, there aren't. It's rare that you get rounds here. You either get high end liquors or bottles of wine. Whatever Table it is, service. Whatever is expected here, uh, Caleb covered. All right, uh, that will that will cost you approximately one platinum bottles. <laughs> almost <laughs> six gold. Okay. Wow. For two bottles of wine. So generous, Caleb. Thank you. Actually, no. I'm sorry. I they're wrong. That would be for the for the for, sorry for the liquor. It'd be six gold. For the two bottles of wine, it's ten gold apiece. So twenty six okay. gold. Ooh. I told you I was rich. Do we t- do you tip in the Menagerie Coast? Yeah. Is that tipping? Is in the Menagerie Coast tipping? Five I don't know. Do you tip here? The whole fucking society is based on. Ah, but Caleb does not that and does not tip. Has no experience with any of it. Just like a Zimian. The the doors are closed on the other side of the chamber. Okay. The the band brings their song to a close. And a bit of a murmur kind of takes the quiet room as the lights shift. The candles that were all kind of that warm, uh, yellowish orange light suddenly, all at once, reduced to a low red flicker. Ooh, this is exciting. I should have peed before the show started. <laughs> I never really get to watch from down here. This is exciting. And that's where we're going to take a break. Oh! Oh! <laughs> 
I'm so ready. Oh, I'm so ready for it. It'll work. Y'all ready for this? All right, to the stage. So, uh, we'll come back to here in just a few minutes. We're going to take a quick break uh, for us and for you folks. Uh, we're having our giveaway tonight, our Wormwood giveaway! Whip it out! The fantastic dice tower set made from uh, cherry, cherry wood right here with our uh, the Raven's Call for cartography from our friend Devin Root. That's an amazing work there. It is beautiful! Yeah, it's the whole magnetic set where you can go ahead and assemble your dice tower and a little tiny dice box uh, and that. Um, in order to enter, you have to jun- jump over to the uh, Critical Role Twitch, that's twitch.tv slash critical role, and in the chat room, enter the code word PETS, P-E-T-S. One time only. Uh-huh. One time only, and more than once you'll be disqualified. Um, and we'll have- I want to go with Professor Thaddeus. Partially because I didn't know it, what it was then. Um, so yeah, enter the code there during the break, and we'll come back here shortly uh, with a winner. So we'll see you guys here in a few minutes. Yeah! This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we're often told that talking about our emotions can be dramatic, unnecessary, or unproductive. But in actuality, when you repress negative feelings, it can be extremely taxing on the brain, so much so that it impairs logical, productive decision-making. Now, listen, I I am proof of this. I often am very overwhelmed when I look at my calendar and see a long, never-ending list of things to do, and I can just feel my brain wanting to shut down and telling me not to do any of it. But the minute I start to talk to someone about my stress and I can brainstorm the best order to go about my day, my task paralysis starts to disappear. So if there is something taxing on your mind that you need to try and talk out, try BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp is entirely online, making it convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And to get started, you just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. Plus, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Critical Role today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Critical Role. Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Each chapter uncovers a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. You can collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Plus, chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. It's June's job to discover the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Imagine bold, naturally-aged Tillamook cheddar slices melting over a burger, eating thick-cut cheddar shreds straight from the bag. (sighs) It's nice to dream about cheese for a bit. Tillamook cheddar, extraordinary dairy. In the business world, we often hear expressions like time is money and work smart, not hard. What these essentially mean is that the more efficient your operations are, the more work can be done in a shorter amount of time. So if your business is getting overwhelmed by too many manual processes, too few employees, and no source of truth, graduate to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. By bringing all your operational tools to NetSuite, you can cut the cost of multiple business systems, reduce manual errors, and increase your overall profits. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. Save time and money and see how you'll benefit with NetSuite. 
Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash critical role. netsuite.com slash critical role. netsuite.com slash critical role. Why, hello there. This is Critical Role's resident art dad, also known as Liam O'Brien. We are continuously amazed at the artwork this community creates. That's why each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, we share a curated gallery of submitted fan art over on CritRoll.com. If you'd like to submit your art for consideration, visit CritRoll.com submit. And thank you to all of the incredible artists who share their talents with us week after week. And welcome back, everyone. So, um, we have our winner of the Fantastic Wormwood giveaway. Uh, the person who won is Four Pony. Four Pony, congratulations. Four Pony? Yeah, Four Pony. F O U R P O N Y. Four Pony. Okay, Four Pony. Yes. You always want a little Four Pony before before the, the Four Pony. Pony. <laughs> Four Pony is important. Um, congratulations, Four Pony. Uh, we'll get that information and get this sent out to you ASAP. Well done. And uh, wanted to remind you folks also, as we are two minutes away yes. from uh, from the the drop of the uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist adventure being available within D and D Beyond. Uh, for those who aren't aware, uh, not only is it a cool new adventure, but a lot of great people got to work on it, and I had the opportunity to consult on the Dragon Heist, um, helping flesh out uh, villain fa and factions and, and story elements there, so it was a lot of fun to work with the team. Super proud of it. There's some fun bits in the book I hope you guys will enjoy. Um, but you have, as well, of now, now, one 60 minute. 60 seconds. 60 seconds, being able to get it, so look for it ASAP. All righty. So, click on the site. Cover your body in blood. <laughs> Download it right away. The proper way to celebrate. <laughs> all right. So, as you've all been sitting in your seats enjoying your small table snacks, the chamber has closed, the lights have shifted, and there is a bit of anticipation and tension in the room. As the musicians begin to slowly build up to a new type of song that begins to fill the space. You hear the gentle footfalls. Down the stairs, curving down from the right-hand side to the central staircase, the beautiful visage of the ruby of the sea in her dark dress, the train dangling up about six or seven steps behind her as her fingers trace the sides of the railing. She comes down, takes a breath, and begins to gently sing to the audience around you. And you watch as everyone in the room begins to lean forward and trance, the beautiful voice filling the interior of this inn. The, uh, the lights seem to almost flicker and shift with her emotional intent of the song. Uh, as her voice fills uh, the space with warmth, the light seems to brighten ever so gently with each crescendo. Uh, even the bartenders themselves have stopped. They've seen performances like this hundreds of times. It's still a performance that draws attention from all across the coast and beyond. Um, Jester, you've seen this many times as well, but it doesn't ever lose its luster. You see as all the tables themselves are just quiet as she steps into the center of the room, 
kind of walking from table to table, tracing the edges with her fingers, making eye contact with each of the patrons. You see as that older man and the, the younger woman sitting at the table uh, both kind of sit comfortably watching, uh, but can't help but smile in the presence of this fantastic vocalist. Uh, you see at another table, there is a uh, rather burly-looking man who is well-dressed, though a bit uh, rugged for what he's wearing, who is uh, flanked by two dwarven bodyguards, it looks like, and he's leaning in real intent on the table towards her, and as she steps by, he kind of touches her hand, and she kind of touches it and pulls away a bit and gives him a wink and continues singing, and he pulls back into his chair, resting. You watch as one of the other tables has these three merchants uh, that have been there since the moment you arrived, who seem to be eagerly counting out coins and like pushing them to the edge of the table to tip her. And as she passes by, she kind of glances off to one of the assistants who rushes over and scoops them off the table. She does not accept the tips herself. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, for those of you who this is your first time here within the Lavish Chateau, this is definitely one of the most beautiful performances you've seen, and you immediately see why Jester's mother, why the Ruby of the Sea, were at least one of the many reasons that she's renowned across these lands. As she completes the piece, she ascends back up the stairs, back to her chambers, vanishing from sight as everyone within stands up and begins clapping and cheering. Bravo! I see it, I see it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it in post. Yeah. <laughs> With that, the doors open to the backside of the inn. Uh, some folks begin to saunter out their performance that they've come to see for the evening complete. Others go back to their meal and their drinks and their conversation. Uh, you watch as some individuals begin to approach the bartenders and, and uh, eagerly ask for what you know to be the uh, availability for companionship that the ruby has for the evening. Oh. Good luck. Dude, Jester's mom has got it going on. That was really <laughs> something. She was so good. Isn't she wonderful? So much poise. Turn your fucking thing away from me. Sorry. It's hurting my heart. You can't even watch SBCA commercials. So I gotta look at her. She was amazing. I know. Getting a I mean, how much does she make for a performance like that? Oh, I don't know. We never counted it. Does she only work on tips, or does she also get paid from the venue, or is that kind of like? Uh, well, I mean, she lives here. Oh, right. But she gets paid for other things and as the tips from the singing. The singing kind of pulls in the other things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No. It was this mesmerizing. Jester, <laughs> I mean, she really had an effect on the room. And the. Was it just me or did the light seem to dance when she was singing? No, that's a thaumaturgy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do. I make the lights flare just a little bit. He watches the lights kind of flicker and shift in a similar way that uh, they did with the performance, and some of the patrons kind of stop and look towards the stairs to see if she's coming back down again, and then... That's so cool. Oh, Keep your pants on! Making them want an encore, huh? Are you all in love with her now? She's a, a striking, striking woman. Stunning. Very impressive. Would she uh, sing with you, uh, you know, when, when you're alone? Well, yeah, she sang to me all the time. Did you sing with her? 
sometimes. Mostly it was just her, though. Do you ever wish you could do what she does? Be that pretty and graceful and yeah. sing really good and have a bunch of people think she's wonderful. Yeah. No, of course not. I like myself just the way I am. I think you're pretty and graceful and pretty graceful. Thanks, Paul. Your singing yeah. voice is nice. Thanks, Ford. <laughs> <laughs> when did you hear me sing? Uh, when you first told us about your mother. Oh, that's right. I did sing for you. You're welcome. <laughs> and hey, look, we made it through a whole show with no frog people attacking us or anything, so that's good. Well, that like isn't over yet. That, that happened at the last show we went to. Oh. Yeah, big scary dude. Oh, that's right, man. That was our first yeah. show. First show. <laughs> did you want to uh, spend more time with your, your mother? Or did you. I would assume so, yeah. Well, of, of course, usually after the performance is kind of taken by other things. Uh, um, the heavy footfalls catch your ear as these kind of stomping sounds start making their way down the stairs, and you watch as uh, a male figure comes down in a huff. Uh, one of the men that you saw watching the performance earlier, the kind of more muscular fellow, getting a better look at him now, you can see he has kind of a, uh, a rough, tangled, almost like a bowl cut. Um, that is a bit unkept at the shoulders, a very wide neck, and once again, he's very, he's well dressed, but his kind of uh, sun weathered skin and lack of, of social grace and his physicality kind of belies this weird space between how he how he holds himself and how he dresses. Um, but nevertheless, he kind of storms down the stairs. His two dwarven bodyguards leaving along with him, and they end up exiting the inn. He didn't look very happy. No, he did not. He probably got turned away because my mom was already taken. How does he, how does she figure out who's going to be the customer? Yeah, is it like, like a bidding lottery or, or a well, wait list system? It's kind of a wait list, but usually she only has, you know, a few patrons during any given period of time. So, you know, like she'll have the best diplomats that come to town, and mm -hmm. if they've claimed that time, then they they can just spend time with her for an entire week or even more, mm -hmm. and nobody else will come to see her. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Does she have to deal with a lot of jealous suitors? Sometimes. There's a lot of people that like want to marry her and have tried to court her and stuff like that, but she only ever, you know, said yes to my dad. Oh. And she's got like lots of security. Obviously, this place seems, you know, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of security guards around here, unfortunately. Well, should we just leave her in peace? I mean, if she has work to do, we should. Yeah, is there leave. a time of the day or the week uh, uh, where you know that, that you would have mother-daughter time? Um, it would usually, you know, she'd come tuck me into bed late, late at night. Sure. You know, afterwards. 
Um, so sometimes it would be, I would already be asleep, but she'd come in and say like, I'm just saying goodnight to you, love, you know, and then she'd go, and then we'd wake up, and sometimes we'd have breakfast, but sometimes we wouldn't, and then sometimes she was gone for a few days at that time, you know, because the people here, they don't really want to know about their daughters or anything like that, so I would stay hidden, she would tell me to, and then sometimes, you know, she'd be free, and then we could have lunch or something. Sounds fine. Yeah, is there normal? I mean, I, I think we'd all like to meet her. Would tomorrow be the time for that? I can send a message. Oh. Or <laughs> tell you what, I'm not going to waste this bell slot. I'm just going to run upstairs <laughs> okay. and tell Nadine to not disturb my mom, but to, to ask if it's okay if I come by tomorrow, maybe? Yeah, as Nadine was throwing, was like, of, I. Actually, your, your mother and opens the door, and your mom, who's kind of taken the dress off and is currently put on like a comfortable robe, turns and goes, Jester, I have taken no suitors this evening, so we could spend it together. Oh. What? <laughs> really? You said you wanted me to meet your friends, and I want to hear their stories, and I need to say thank you to those who kept my little girl safe. Mama, that's so wonderful. I'll be right back. Can they come upstairs? Of course, of course. <gasps> Do you know if we can stay here tonight? <laughs> I, well, you are welcome to stay in your room if you like. I can definitely have rooms arranged for all of you if you would prefer. We'll see what they think. Whatever you prefer, my dear. I run downstairs. You can talk to her tonight, you can talk to her tonight, we can go back upstairs, oh, come on. Great. And I turn back around and go running back upstairs. Okay. Yeah, we follow. Yeah, we're following. All right. <laughs> you guys head all upstairs and eventually make your way to the third landing, and the, the chamber is open, and there Nadine's waiting and escorts you in. Um, beautiful chambers with a, uh, a, a large uh, canopy bed. You can see silks in the windows that have uh, elements of gems and beads kind of uh, knitted into these, these braided cords that you can imagine during the daylight would kind of add bits of color speckles throughout the chamber. Um, you see a balcony that overlooks uh, the entirety of the wharf below, and also note this to be the balcony where Jester got in trouble. Mm -hmm. um, but there you can see uh, within this. Uh, this music's the main. Exactly. It's Marquez. Or Marquez. 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 That is nuts there now. Uh, <laughs> I was very confused by that uh, exchange. Um, but chairs are being brought up. Uh, more food is being brought up behind you. Uh, two more bottles of wine have been fetched to your chamber, and their kind of uh, robe placed on, most of the jewelry removed, but still fully made up and smiling as you enter. You see uh, the, the beautiful uh, red-skinned ruby of the sea. Her dark hair now uh, tied up behind and resting down the back of her robe uh, with like a single curl that kind of runs in front of the face on the right side, kind of faintly white, almost yellow gold eyes, uh, the horns that kind of curl backwards and then shift off to the sides abruptly before curving back a little bit. It's this kind of beautiful curl that accentuates the way her hair falls behind. It gives this kind of almost a, a wreath and a crowned look to her, this almost regal presentation, uh, even when she's just wearing comfortable robes. But as you all enter one by one, she goes, please, uh, know that you are guests of me here within this. Call this your home for as long as you'd like to stay. We could stay here forever if we wanted to. 
That is. I don't think that's what she means. Most. Well, you would have to eventually pay, but you are welcome <laughs> to stay for a while under uh, my name. Please, uh, what, uh, I would like to know the names, if you would like to introduce. This is Ford. I met him earliest. He's a half-orc, and he's growing his teeth back, and he's very, very handsome. I can see that. <laughs> it's a pleasure. I can see where Jester gets her good looks from. Well, uh, I can see where she speaks honestly in front of her mother as well, and she puts her hand out. Oh, I'll give it a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of pulls away, but like take, rests just a moment on your fingertips before pulling away and kind of smiles. I can uh, see you are a very strong-willed and protective man. Do you watch over Jester? In my stead? I do. I try to. Good. I feel better knowing that she's safe in your care. Anyway. This is Bo. She's really strong. She's the one I was telling you about that can fight things with right? a stick. Right, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo, it is a pleasure. So. She kind of reaches and shakes your I hand. Also <laughs> <for her>. <laughs> 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 I also for do the fingertip thing back. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> the pleasure is mine as well. Ah, Caleb. This is Caleb. He's a wizard. He has a lot of fire and stuff. He he likes his books, and um, he used to smell bad, but he doesn't anymore. He likes water now. Uh, uh, <laughs> you have a, a beautiful singing voice. Thank you very much for the performance. You have a very thank charming you. daughter. Thank you and thank you. <laughs> you, um, I can sense a bit rough in the social graces, so I am very honored that you would come to see my performance. Is that a, a Zemnian accent? I am afraid so, yeah. It is. It shows that you've traveled some some distance to be here. Yeah. I appreciate that. Fish out of water, yeah. <laughs> well, you found plenty of it here, so perhaps the fish has found a home. She's good. <laughs> she's really good. This is not. She's very, very, very brave, even though she's very small. Be careful of your rings. I wouldn't steal from your mother, and if I did, we would solve the crime. That's right, because we are detectives and we're really good at solving cases. She's kind of my partner in crime. Well, uh, very, I was not aware this was the, um, the dress of a detective. Oh, am I still in my? Yes, you are. I will drop my form. This is what you really She takes a step back. <sighs> oh. I'm sorry. Oh, don't, don't apologize. I, uh, <laughs> Always with the teeth. This is not seagull blood. This is not human blood. The world is made of all kinds. If you need an extra seagull or two, I have seven to spare, and I would happily leave you one or two of those. They are the rats of the city. I have had plenty, but I sure think. <laughs> Well, I think you are very adorable. It is a pleasure to meet you, Not. You are adorable. Well, she's very nice. It's lovely to meet you. I'll curtsy. <laughs> she grabs the edges of her robe and kind of counter curtsies halfway, and while she's sitting in her chair. And this oh, yes. one. Is... Yeah, I'll pop back up. 
He's got pink hair. He used to live in a cemetery. He doesn't know a lot of things. He doesn't know anything about sex. And he drinks dead people. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Oh no. Less of a a cemetery, more of a graveyard. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. (laughs) The pleasure is mine. Well, you've not been outside of this graveyard that my daughter speaks of? Uh, Only uh, recently, yeah. A man fresh to the world of uh, vice, I presume? Ah, aware of it, but uh, just trying to only dip a couple toes in. Oh, my uh, daughter will break you of any habits of ignorance very quickly. I don't know what that means. Good. (laughs) I would like to know what that means. You carry very interesting companions. I know. (laughs) They've saved my life, you know, and I've saved theirs, because I'm a really good cleric. Did you know that I do that now? I did not. I can heal people, Mom. That is incredible. She can heal people. (laughs) (laughs) She is able to. She's been very helpful in a few frays. We owe her quite a bit. Well, I am grateful that you all have kept her safe. And uh, I am excited to hear that you've been able to, to do such incredible things. Um, but why, uh, is this your friend, the one you mentioned before? The, the traveler? Oh, no, he's not. He's not here. No, but the, uh, the healing. The healing? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wow, oh, very well. I well that know. is incredible. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I. Here, let's have some drinks. Uh, the servants begin to Here, uncork the drinks. wine and. <laughs> what, what do you prefer to drink? To be honest, uh, that one. And she points to one of the two bottles that were brought up. You can see it has like a. Uh, as opposed to the smooth wine bottle, this has almost a faceted gem-type crystal design to it. Uh, the cork itself has a, a deep crimson ribbon that's tied around it, and you can see there's a little wax seal placed upon it. Um, oh, hold on, let me go get the aerator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? <laughs> it's a cantrip. <laughs> <laughs> You begin to tell her tales of the adventures you've had and kind of recount the how you met and, and you talk for a number of hours or so and she's smiling and listening and engaging and while she is this, this, this beautiful uh, matronly woman, uh, there are moments where you can see that kind of warmth and pride creep through when she looks at Jester and you can also see that there is a, a very reserved and controlled wisdom and intelligence to her. She's a very perceptive woman that asks the right questions at the right moments to throw you off guard a bit and also get a bit of honesty. And you begin to see how it's the quality of her companionship comes from her insightfulness and ability to bring comfort uh, to any conversation. And though you had all these expectations and you have your guard built up, you can't help but, but strangely feel welcome and 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 open with a person that you've just met. And you take a moment to think on that and see, this is really an incredible woman. But you've all said so much about yourselves. Um, I, I am afraid there has not been 
too much happening here that is different. Um, performances are great. I, I, there is a, a two new songs that I've requested written uh, that should be uh, completed by the end of the year. I can't uh, wait to hear them. I can't wait to perform them for you. What, what happened with, um, with Lord Sharp? Did he cause too much of his thing? Not with me. Uh, uh, he knows better than to go after a well-connected and uh, mostly innocent figure. I have been working to try and get those charges eliminated, uh, but it is a difficult process. He is a man who, uh, his pride is very important to him. So, in time, but for now, perhaps just do more of what you've been doing to not look like yourself once you leave this space. Hypothetically, if he were to pass away, would the charges disappear with him? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yes, but I would not uh, insinuate such a dark thing. No, no. Not remember what we talked about. Criminal that's penalties, very, that's yep, that's one. <laughs> yeah, on A1, bingo. On scale. Yeah. All right. We do really good we things do. most of the time, though. Well, what has brought you here? I, I mean, I'm happy to have you, but I, if you are just here to see me perform, then I will. Uh, we should show her the letter. Oh, yes. We're, we're solving a mystery. Yeah, like, remember, we told you we were detectives. Right, right. We're also here for. He has the letter. For some other forward things, but he has the letter. We're trying to figure out the provenance of, of this. That's a detective word. Of this letter and who who wrote it and who's it for and stuff. What's that? Indeed. Would you mind if I, I asked your mom? Oh, not at all. Go for it. Just because you're so established in this in this region, so well known and connected, as you mentioned, uh, does the name. Marius Le <laughs> Ring any bells? Uh, not directly, but I may be able to ask around. Well, if you wouldn't be too much of an inconvenience. I would, perhaps. Um, I, uh, she hands it back to you. That letter say Avantika on it also? Yeah, it does, it yeah. Avantika. Does that name mean anything to you? Unfortunately, no, I have not come across an Avantika. How about the captain? Or oh, Iona. There are many captains here in the port. I, Indeed. I apologize, but I know many. Um, Ionos is another name mentioned in the letter. Ionos is the time of year. No. No, it's when many it? thanks to you. I think it's an I. Oh, yeah. Ionos. I don't know an Ionos either. You do recall that Ionos is uh, a member of the, uh, the Jagan Toth family up in Shady Creek Run. That's right. That's right, that's right. Yeah, that was the connection with to who that letter was intended Iron towards. Shepherds. Yes. Right, okay. Okay, um, okay, okay, okay. That's okay. um, all good. Um, Another dead end. Mm. But we'll figure it ask. out. This is a vibrant city, and there are many people that come and go. Perhaps, uh, perhaps you could find somebody to help you out there. And I will continue to ask around. I'm just being kind of careful with my socialization these days. Please, we don't want to get you in any sort of trouble. We're, we're well, it's, the... it's no trouble. I just uh... socialization. Why, Mama? 
Um, I've been having some problems with the client. What are you talking about? It's fine, it's fine. Uh, he's a, a very intense man who relocated here from Fiolin about two months ago. A burly fellow named uh, Algar Dioman. Funny hair? Yes, kind of strange, interesting taste in uh, a presentation. Was he the guy that was here tonight? Yeah, kind of buff. That was him, yes. Was he is very. Um, is that last name again? Dioman. Dioman. D Y O M I N. He's become very possessive. He. he he has he has been a client of mine a number of times, and while his conversation was on the dollar scale of individuals I'd been with, uh, he paid well and uh, did not seem to bring a problem, but has become more and more possessive. And only in this past week I have been hearing of him threatening and telling other clients of mine to back away. Hmm. I do not enjoy people threatening my clientele or my business. And I've twice now explained to him precisely the nature of our arrangement and relationship, but that does not seem to be enough for him. Now, um, I have the Zaleso of the Chateau are my guardians, and they're very uh, good about keeping watch. And I have my friends in the archways, but uh, the more I look into it, I believe Algar works directly for the Concord within the city, so he is with his own powerful allies as well. This is my first time dealing with scenarios like this, but I'd prefer to avoid any sort of direct confrontation by any means necessary, any bloodshed within the chateau. So we lure him outside of the chateau and then we kill him. Sure. <laughs> I don't want him to hurt you, Mom. If you're trying to break up with him, I you can you could tell him that you have the the creepies, the crawlies down there, and that might make him <laughs> scare him away. I appreciate your cleverness, little nut. Um, however, rumors travel quickly. Oh, that would ruin your for the other yeah. clients too. For some of them, perhaps. Mark. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're unable to speak to the law here. Well, he has not broken the law, and his friends in some places enforce the law. So that is where my conundrum lies. And what exactly does he do for the Clovis Conclave? I Con honestly don't, I'm not certain what kind of work he does, right? though he often brags about his importance, as men are wont to do. He does seem rather wealthy, and he bears enough respect. Um, Perhaps the Wharf Master may know more. Maybe we can get him to fall in love with someone else. Hmm. That would be helpful, though. I mean, I don't mean to brag, but good luck. <laughs> I mean, we could just kick his ass, intimidate the shit out of him, yeah. tell him he's not to fuck with you anymore. If he is beyond. Yeah, but that links it back to her. Be careful how you dance around that. I'm sure discretion is appreciated. Very much. The old woman of the lighthouse has been here for some time. Could ask her, perhaps. The, the, the old woman, woman in, the, the uh, in the lighthouse? Yes. What's Someone lives up there? Yes, the Ooh. keeper of it, the light keeper. Does she have a name? 
Gladys, I think. I don't mean to pry into your business too much, but are your appointments exclusively here, or have you ventured to his place of life? No, um, they only meet here. It needs to be on my terms. It needs to be in my realm of safety. Understood. Do you know where we might be able to find him? Does he say where he stays? No. He's also been braggadocious, but not forthcoming with personal information either, which <clears throat> is unfortunately an, a sign of perhaps dubious and or dangerous business. Yeah. He's told me twice he wishes to one day show me his secret, his great servant beneath the city, but. What? His great servant beneath the city? <laughs> <laughs> Understood. <laughs> I'm sure with a personality as large as his, it won't be too hard to find some information on him, some gentle poking around. And just speaking hypothetically, it would not upset you any if he were to disappear. Accidentally. Not be around. I do not believe he's done anything that would warrant Anything too uh, disastrous, but if if he can be ensured that his presence is not welcome and agrees that is the case, that would be optimal. Mm. Well, we will try our best to reach the optimum result. Mm -hmm. Do you know if there's a place where the lowlifes of the city like to congregate? <laughs> The underground. There are many. Yeah. There is uh, over here. And there is the skew, which is the uh, general where most of the riffraff and common folk live. But if you're looking for more uh, social environs uh, all across the Restless Wharf, there is the open quay. Okay. Those two places, uh, a lot of. Lots of curious folk wander and celebrate fisticuff. It's not uncommon to find bodies in alleys. I love celebrating fisticuffs. <clears throat> that you do. Elgar Diamond? What was his last name? Diamond. Oh. Diamond. Algar, Algar, right? Algar? Algar. Diamond Algar, A-L-G-A-R. Jester, I have to say, I, I don't feel any great rush to continue on out of the city until you at least feel that your mother is safe and of course. protected. Really, Absolutely. you guys will stay here? Please, I do not mean to impose my responsibility. They're going to take care of you. Yeah, I mean, you did kind of take care of us in those early days, even if you didn't know it, but just kind of Jester kind of picked up the bill a lot. Mm -hmm. So That's we why are... I ran out of money. Thank you for sending that package, by the way. Of course. I'm sorry it took a little longer than anticipated. No, 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 it's fine. You mentioned the lighthouse. Uh, would, would we need anything to enter the lighthouse, some sort of... Uh, a token of familiarity or some name that would maybe get us um, a tour and to meet the proper people there. As far as I know, there is but one person there. I have not met them directly, only heard of them. Um, Gail, I guess. 
Gladys. 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 Uh, the, she is the light keeper of, of the lighthouse. Um, I know that she, heard that she can be rather ornery, so perhaps you just need to win over her interest? All right. She's a bit older in human years, so um, be respectful, I guess. What are these interests you are referring to? What interests you said to our friend, Mr. Clay here? I don't know. I don't know what her interests are, but oh. perhaps if you could find that, or if, at least not make her extremely angry. Well, it is good that we have the world's two best detectives with us. That should be an easy this is task to fulfill. <laughs> Us. Oh, that's right. You haven't seen us solve a crime yet, but we do a really good job. Sure. <laughs> Jester looks extremely motivated. Perhaps we taking care of this simple errand for you might uh, help compensate for a few nights' stay. I do not require compensation, but if it makes you feel better about it, certainly. Thank you. You're quite the gentleman. He's actually not the gentleman. We met a guy who goes by the name no, Gentleman. Uh, you uh, uh, oh, she's like, yeah. oh, okay, got you. I don't know who knows who. He's blue as well, and he's always sweaty. Yeah. Dark hair. He's wet. Yeah. He's a wet He's wet always walker. really wet. A wet walker. Yes, I, I, I know of him. Oh. You know of the gentleman? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because we're not cool with him so, so much. Well, I know of a man of you describe, of bluish skin and quite sweaty, yes, he has come through before. Was he nice, or was he not nice? He was very nice. He's very dashing. Yeah? I've told you about him before. What? What? Wait a minute. But not the gentleman, though. I don't don't know the name, the gentleman, but yeah. He has dark hair. He has got like black hair, that's really long and blue skin. <clears throat> oh my God! Your mother knows the gentleman. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, it goes a little no. deeper than that, Lucy. Sweat right there. Real. <laughs> but this is why you can do like kind of like watery stuff, right? Yeah. Like cold stuff, cold right? Stuff. Can blood. you do that? Tell me more of this, this gentleman, please. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, he lives in Zadash, and he lives in a bar, and he's got long black hair, and he's really like, mm, kind of charming, sort of, but. Kind of snarky at the same time. Well dressed, smooth voice, little patch of dark hair on the chest, right? The 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 evening nip. Evening, no. No. That's the yes, evening nip. Evening nip. Yes. Yes. The evening nip. Oh my God! We're freaking out. This is huge. We had a gift for him or something. We have many gifts or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we can, we may provide. We have nothing to offer, but we can provide many gifts. I uh. Chips. I but know. He has a. 
barkeep man named Clive I, I'd Bins. I'd like a drink. I have he no knows point. a guy around here, too, named Father Pierce. I, I, I don't know about anything in that regard, but he wasn't named the gentleman when I met him. What, what oh, was he named? I never asked. I have a vial of his spit. <laughs> Can you analyze it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this she kind of smirks a bit and says, "Oh, honey." <laughs> no. Um, he did wear lots of rings on his fingers. We had a bit of a a romance years ago. How many years ago, by the way? I told you about Babanon. 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 I didn't ask him. Bob and I. Your dad's name is Bob? B A B. Wait, Bob Bobanon? B A B E N O N. Bob 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 I have no idea what his name is. Babanon. Babanon dosal. Barbasol. Wait, Babanon what? Bob Babylon? You say he's in Zadash now. Got it, Bob. That's what they told me. What? Desar? Desar. Oh my god. What if the gentleman is my dad? Wait, what? Are we saying if or are we saying is? Well, we don't know for sure. I mean. Your mother might know. Do you for have sure. a, a picture of him? No. Do you no. have a drawing of him? I don't, you draw you the gentleman. Draw you probably got drawings of him in your book! <laughs> This is the perfect time for a game of Pictionary. I'm so excited. I will ask both of you, both of you, don't look. Oh, yeah. You draw one, and she draws one. Oh, and she draws one. Oh, I'd like to think the party is legitimately this excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, very much at one. Well, and you, and you, and you. This is the best episode of Mori ever. You can see Marion seems both like both present and not like she's trying to kind of process all of this. What is this? She she reaches over and, and goes to her counter and begins drawing and she's not anywhere near as good an artist as well, her this daughter. Is, this is pure gold. What's happening? Here? It is it is amazing what's happening over here. This is oh, a, oh oh yeah. Okay, I'm glad that an offhanded joke about the gentleman led to this. The cartoon character Daria. Those are some weird sweat drops. Wait, let me see. It looks like Daria. <laughs> <laughs> Daria with a beard. <laughs> Jester's a really good drawer, even though I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> There's no getting around it. <laughs> Imagine this is like Da Vinci. It's very Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Have you seen this one? Oh Are you drawing Matt right now? Well, yeah, if you're going to draw a picture, I'm going to draw it real fast, too. I would take more time, Matthew. Matt's a really good drawer. Oh, not guys. at this speed, I'm not. No, I'm not. Have you seen Bullshit. this boy? And she's not a good artist either. She's like. Oh, that's so much better! <laughs> Does it look like the same person when we look at the two drawings? Uh, you can you can make a connection. Okay. So is it the same person? We need to know that. 
Jester, that is quite the revelation. Wow. Your and dad, I mean, Baba Don, is tracking us. Very attractive, man. He that? has our blood. I am so confused by this, but you've talked to him, you've seen him, you, you know where he is? Yeah, he's, he's in Zadash. Do you want... Do you, do you want to go see him? I, I can't believe. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm going to send him a message, okay? And then we can see if it's him, if it's him. I send the message oh, to the gentleman. Oh, 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 hey, what do you say? Oh god, oh no. Oh, fuck. oh my god, oh my god, is your name Babinando Sol? Do you, have you ever been to oh, the fuck. Menagerie Coast? Oh my god, do you know the Ruby of the Sea? Oh my god. He's going to think he's being wiretapped. Okay. <laughs> so the spell sends. No response. <laughs> Maybe you should say, this is Jester. No, he's gotten my messages before. He knows it's mm. me. That message probably interrupted a threesome. Yeah. He does have, like, I've seen like him having sex and stuff. We haven't seen it, but we know. Probably doesn't bother your mom. But I wanted him to be true to her forever. I'm going to try one more time. Oh gosh. Okay. What do I have? Is it nighttime already? It's getting late. I mean, it's it's it's, it's late it's evening. It's probably close to midnight by now. Okay. This is this is. I'm going to think about what I'm going to say on this one. No I'm using my pearl of power. It's my last third level spell. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. This is Jester. Please respond. Just yes, if you've seen the ruby, please. Was that twenty? Oh. Oh. Oh shit! I want to hear some like 1988 phone <laughs> voicemail message oh, yeah. thrown on top of that. There is a palpable pause of nothing. And then he responds <gasps> No, that's preposterous. That's preposterous, he says. Maybe it is. <laughs> Did the, the guy that you know use words like preposterous? <laughs> I know a lot of people use the word preposterous. It's a, it's a fairly. That's a fairly standard, standard word. Standard word. Is it? I don't. It, it so feels. Okay. Preposterous. I'm sorry. I, maybe I just got a bit excited. My apologies. I didn't even think to ask about him in Zadash because I thought he would be in the ocean. In the ocean? Well, yeah, he told Mama he was in the ocean. Said so he had to leave and take care of some business on the sea. 
Never saw him again. Just like a man. You're not wrong. Uh. But, uh, though he may be gone, he left me with the greatest gift I've ever had, so. And she kind of runs her hands through your hair once more. For that, I'm thankful. Do you still love him? Love is a funny thing. There's still a part of my heart that will always be his. But it's been decades. <laughs> you move on. Decades! <laughs> that could mean literally two decades. You're okay, 60. Okay. Or three. I know. Like, <laughs> do you know how old, old you are? Of course I know how old I am. I'm just questioning my mom's math is old. Decades could be 20 years. Yeah. Or 30. I'm or 50. 40. 50 years old. I kick. <laughs> Regardless, um, you can see she's kind of flushed in her face and her. her... We've, we've gone through a lot tonight, so maybe we'll just leave you to your peace and you need to process some things. And then in the morning, we'll go uh, not murder. This guy. Definitely not. Definitely not. What? Yes, I see what you did. Regardless. <laughs> Is there a thing? Oh, well. I will I will have the rooms arranged. I must send the servants to get it taken care of. You will have the finest suites of the inn for the better part of this week. And longer if need be, just let me know. Um you can see she's like a bit shaken by everything, but it's trying to put on the, the facade that she is good. Anyway, it is a pleasure. Um, thank you for the companionship, for the for the words, for the stories, and for bringing me my little sapphire. I should probably sleep. Good the, night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, and. Uh, if you need anything to be shown, Todd, I have friends who can help you. <laughs> I, oh, I'm not. Don't most, understand what that. It's a, it's um, a freebie. You could have sex with someone. Oh. Huh. Well. Oh. Not <laughs> a freebie. Oh, fine. Let's uh, go ahead. I was going to ask if she could recommend any bookstores, but I was mistaken about what the topic was. So. No, I, I, you might not have been. I don't know. Can you recommend any bookstores here in the city? I don't really go out to the bookstores. I have books brought to me. Um, but you may look around. There are a handful, I'm certain. <clears throat> okay, let's go. Yeah, let's call it a night. <clears throat> Thank right. you. Good night. And she pours her glass full. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Holds it and kind of. Sleep well. And she kisses you on the forehead. Good night, Mama. Good night, Justin. Closes the door. Caleb, for all of this, for the last hour, has been trying to figure out if she seems okay. So in this moment, does she seem okay? I don't think she seems okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, but you know what I mean, even prior to finding out that news, I just mean seeing her mother. So I'm saying, like, for the entire evening here, even before that, 
Well, that would be more of a question for her. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, but I'm not asking, I'm just wondering. <laughs> How do you feel? Well, kind of stupid for not thinking to ask the gentleman when we met him, but. Ask him what? How would you, how you can't. He didn't you ask know? you. Hey, crime boss, are you my dad? Yeah. I did think it was fun that we were meeting somebody else who was blue. Yeah, but you don't know. I don't there's a lot of blue people in the world. Are there? I, I assume. <laughs> You're also not constantly perspiring or anything. Yeah. That's true. Only just now. That's yeah. true. <sighs> uh, did you want to have a drink and think about it or go for a walk? I think. Or a swim? Why would I need a swim? I don't know, because you're half water person. <laughs> oh. Not are you going to go swimming with her? <clears throat> if she wanted me to, I could. Really? I I would I would do that for you. What about a night swim? It's actually pretty dangerous to go through the skis at yeah, night. That's what I thought. I just see if your fingers are like webbed or anything. They're not webbed. What if he's my dad, you guys? Well, then you've had nothing but positive interactions with him, right? We didn't. We didn't do anything. What did we do with him? Did we? Did we do anything weird? We've done very right by him, but yeah. we've also tipped him off to the fact that you assume that he might know your mother. At a more intimate level. Yeah, you have put Is that, that bad that I put that out there? <clears throat> well, I guess it depends on if he's trying to hide it or not. Would be nice to see his face when you ask the question, you know what I mean? This is the sort of conversation one would should have in person, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. It's a question mark right now, but I there will be an, another chapter to that story. I'll just send him messages every day. That's, oh, well, no, no, that no that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you give him a few days to ruminate on uh, what you have just said and, and see if anything returns? Or maybe we will return. It's your decision, but, though. But it's going to be so long before we go back to Zadash, maybe. Mm, maybe. At the very least, I think you should sleep on it. Okay. Should we? Turn in for the night, then. I guess so, it's pretty late. I bet you're right late. to sleep, yeah? It's past midnight. Oh, okay. sure. I mean, what stories did your mom tell you about your dad? <clears throat> Just that he was very charming, and that he wore lots of rings on his fingers, mm -hmm. and that, you know. Came from the sea? Well, that he had he lived on an island in the sea. And they were going to get married. He said he wanted to, and he went to prepare his house and never came back. She thought maybe something bad happened to him. Perhaps he's hiding, which is why he couldn't answer that question. But she said he was very charming and very sweet and very funny. He always made her laugh. It's good uh, that you get to see your mother, though. You seem very happy to see her. I am. 
She's really wonderful, isn't she? She's, yeah. She is best. We should go to sleep. All right. Mm-hmm. Your rooms are arranged for you. They're <coughs> pillow trove level um, presentation. The interior is warm and the beds are ostentatious. <laughs> Um, for poster gaudy, yes. Yeah, it's it. <laughs> for what you guys are used to sleeping in, this is you almost don't know what to do with it once you lie in bed. It's almost too comfortable. Uh, are they all kings? <clears throat> Roughly, yeah. yeah. Queen to king. Um, but you all managed to find yourself some rest for the evening. Some more tense than others. Some setting up invisible threads. <laughs> But the morning comes. Uh, with the light of the sunrise, uh, you open your windows and look out over the ocean and the city below, and you can smell the salty air. The marine layer has brought in a familiar gray sky to those of you who grew up uh, to the northern, more northern regions of Wildmount. Um, you can still hear the distant calls and uh, caws of the flying seagulls and ocean birds. You can see some of the higher buildings and towers with their little perched clusters. Um, you watch as a few dive down into the, the merchant districts of the city and some distant echoing yells as they shoot back up with a caught fish that was supposed to be sold. <laughs> um, the ships are already out and starting their day. You can see maybe a little over 20 or so that are out in the main harbor and scattering further to find their specific areas to begin throwing their nets into the water. The morning is yours. How'd you sleep, Jester? Mm, great, I slept really good. Now, I was thinking one thing that might help take your mind off this is making sure your mom stays safe, right? Mm-hmm. You can take some solid steps to making sure that Galdar? Algar. Algar Diamond. If he stops. Yeah. Let's go find him. Okay. I have an idea. Okay, what's your idea? <clears throat> If you go on a date with him, fall in love with him, Mm -hmm. get pregnant, Mm -hmm. then he'll want to settle down and make you an honest woman, Mm -hmm. and he'll never go back to your mom again. That's perfect, but then I might have to stay with him. True. I don't want to do that. There is actually a lot to do this morning. I feel like we should maybe send some to check out the lighthouse, maybe talk to the wharf master, and maybe send someone to... Maybe go to this open quay. <clears throat> yeah, just some light scouting, you know? I'll head to the lighthouse. Okay. Are we, we're trying to find him, where he lives, who he works for? Anything, I think. Survey the territory. I think we should probably be speaking to uh, the people on the, on, the, on the docks, yeah? Yeah, I would like to find the wharf master. I wonder... Where the um, the Concord is, yeah, where they're based. Isn't there like a headquarters? Actually, the uh, the palace-like center the here, uh, the Marquis is the head of the local chapter of the Concord that looks over Nicodranas. Um, the Concord itself is kind of a, a loose union between all the cities in the Menagerie Coast. Um, and there's a Margrave in each city that kind of is the head of the city, but then works with the other Margraves to interface and make sure everything's Good, bad, and business as well. Um, so that would be the center of Concord influence here. Okay. We've managed to enter relatively quietly. I think if we can 
maintain a certain level of anonymity, we can acquire some decent knowledge. Meet back here in a little while and share. Do we want to do two groups? I suppose we could. Lighthouse and the Wharfmaster. All right. Works for me. Maybe we can all meet up at the quay afterwards. Ooh, I like the it. The open quay. That's a great idea. Midday? Midday at the quay? <laughs> Midday at the quay. What do you say? <clears throat> eat some I bait. say okay. Yay. The Wharfmaster <laughs> is going to tell us what now? Yeah, why are we talking to the Wharfmaster? I'm would like to talk to the oh, Wharfmaster. Oh, you just want to go talk to the Wharfmaster. Great. You're not Plus, good. it would be a good chance to ask around about Algar. He's influential on in the city. In, in Zimnian, it's pronounced key. You say quay? <coughs> oh, Yeah. What is a quay? Key. I'm so confused. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Who's going to the lighthouse? People who can talk. They said that she's ornery. Okay. Yeah, cool. You three, not. Do you want to come to the wharfmaster so you can take a swim? I'll go to the lighthouse. <laughs> awesome I'll on the water. Yeah. Yeah. Guns out. What about you, Jesse? I'm going to the lighthouse. I said. Okay. Mm. Four to the lighthouse. Two to the wharfmaster. I like. It. Mm-hmm. Okay. So heading to the wharfmaster is Ford and. Bow. Biceps and triceps. There you go. <laughs> but before we get there, I'll pull Bow aside. Yeah. All right, so this is kind of my turf. Yeah. And I'm, there may be some familiar faces. We came okay. in before, and I didn't change the way I looked. I wanted to see if maybe that caused a rustle. I'm going to change the way I look now. Okay, so you didn't notice anything before when you came in as is. Yeah. Do people not like you here? I don't, th- no, I, I want to ask about my old crew, my captain, son of a bitch betrayed us and all that. I just don't want people to know that I'm alive. When I was back in Port Tamale and I went looking through stuff, just my mere presence there when none of the rest of the crew was, was enough to get looks. It's sure. what drove me out. So yeah. I think I'll be able to discover more. If you're not me. you. Yeah. Deal. All right. Do, uh, do you want me to like? Am I like your your servant? Am I your 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 bodyguard? Am I just your yes man? I can be your yes man. Hype man. Sure. Yeah. Copy that. Yep. And I'll use mask and many faces to uh, make myself look like a very tanned uh, human with uh, jet black hair pulled back into like a tight ponytail in the back uh, with a black. Goatee. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Maybe slightly overweight. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some had some better days in the eighties. All right, <laughs> Stephen. So you uh... Vague Russian accent. Vague. My name is Chagall. Stephen Chagall. Stephen You cannot mix those two impressions together. It's too dangerous. <laughs> All right. So I suddenly so... remember my Charlemagne. <laughs> doesn't work, doesn't work. It doesn't, doesn't work, work. Alright, so the two of you make your way back to the Restless Wharf. Um, you're s- searching for the Wharf Master specifically. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and make an investigation check. Oh god, yes. I know what that modifier is. No! And since Bo's helping you, you can do advantage on that one. Thank you. That was the same roll both times. Oh. That, was, that was really shit. Uh, eight. eight. Okay, Bo, have you retrieved the professor or have you left it with the inn? Oh, he's staying at the inn. Okay. Um, 
you spend the better part of two hours or so wandering up and down the wharf asking questions um, before you eventually have somebody go and point you over to. Oh, if you're looking for the wharf master, he's at the wharf load right there. And points over to one of the larger center parts of the dock that jettisons out into the harbor a good hundred or so feet. Um, and you can see there's a, a central dock house that is one of the buildings you saw when you first entered, where you saw a lot of the business was kind of busting around it, though it's not as busy as it was at dusk when you first entered the city. Of course, um, the wharf masters at the wharf load. I know, I should have. should have checked there first, but yeah. we do that. I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as you approach the building, um, you kind of open the front door and somebody's pushing past you. Uh, there are a handful of Zaleza looking around, but it looks like entering the war float isn't a relatively guarded experience. So as you enter, there's uh, one Zaleza across the way that's just sitting in a chair and looks to be kind of looking out and kind of chewing on some sort of a, a, a rough tobacco-like leaf in their, in their jaw. Um, and across the way, you can see uh, a couple of folks, uh, humans that are in the process of filling out big leather books uh, ledgers and, and, and uh, receipt books of various people traveling through, uh, and you see in the back over a table with a bunch of sh papers rolled out, what looks to be either charting maps or uh, large uh, assembled lists of, of previous excursions. Uh, you see a, a male dwarf, probably in middle to older age, uh, red hair that tends to eventually expire into a deep gray at the end of this kind of really, really curly matted beard. Um, you see big, gold-thick earrings that hoop from each uh, ear lobe that seem to have kind of the weight of this heavy, thick lobe has kind of dragged the ears to stretch a bit past the face. Um, the hairline comes, it's a deep widow's peak that recedes almost back to the top of the head before coming in. Uh, and there you can see in a similar kind of tangled tuft the rest of his hair that just kind of coasts just past the shoulders before it kind of <laughs> exerts into in like a, a strange uh, puff. Um, he's wearing a, a simple leather tunic over uh, a work uniform, but looks to be wearing, uh, looks to be three or four. Fairly expensive-looking necklaces or amulets that kind of just clatter around as he moves. Uh, you get the sense of his placement, and the fo other individuals going up and asking him questions. Probably the wharf master. Uh, I'll make my way uh, up to him if he's not busy. Uh, he looks busy, and there is a counter that kind of prevents you from traveling in without going around it. So, as you, if you begin to make your way around the counter, one of the individuals that there kind of puts a hand up and goes like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Um, can I help you?" Yes, uh, I'm so sorry. I was wondering if I uh, might be able to speak with um, the Wolfmaster, and I'll produce two gold coins and start to rub them together. Uh, I'll see what I can do. He takes the coins and pockets them and walks behind and begins kind of whispering. The dwarf puts his hand up for a second and finishes making a couple measurements and then. Huh. All right. <clears throat> kind of jumps off of a small stool and comes over with heavy footsteps across the, the wooden creaking floor, now standing over the wharf, um, approaches the edge of the counter across me and goes, right, so you have summoned me to you. Uh, what can I do to help you? I'm, I'm sorry, we're quite new in town, unfortunately, my companion and I. Um, we're from Port Mali, where we're trying to put down our business roots here. Um, I, I'm sorry. Does Vandarin and his crew, do they, do they make shipments here regularly? It's one of my return clients. Make a deception uh, check. Hi. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, 26. Did she have advantage on that? Oh. Why did I roll advantage on that? What was your, what was your first roll? The 13 plus seven, so 20. Okay. I don't, why did I do that? Sorry. I don't know, just double checking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he looks like a Hold on a second. Uh, kind of, you see him, his his gears turning, and he goes through a couple of books. Uh, unfortunately, uh, by the records we have here, uh, Vanderin and uh, his ship was lost at sea uh, months ago. So, uh, I apologize. That's quite unfortunate. Um, I, I've been given a, a task here in in town. Um, uh, Algar, uh, does he do a lot of business here on, on, on the wharf? Uh, yes, he comes and goes uh, rather commonly, yes. I happened to uh, cross paths with him one night while drinking. Um, I guess we made quite the impression on him, and we are uh, to deliver some items to his, his place of residence. However, my friend here was shit-faced, and we forgot to ask where he lived. Um, I was hoping perhaps if you could just give us point in the right direction. I, I honestly don't know where he lives, um, but I know where he works. Oh, th yes, that, that would be most helpful. Right, he, he, he works in the sluice weave. The sluice weave. Not loose leaf, sluice. Sluice weave. Sluice S-L-U-I-C-E, sluice weave. I definitely wrote down sluice weave. I did the same. Sluice weave. the same thing. Works over on the arse There you go. Uh, fantastic. That that helps us um, immensely. Um, do you know of anyone else looking for uh, a merchant, uh, uh, perhaps on the cheaper side services? We sell things. Yes, uh, rare things and yeah. very boring things at yeah. times. If you're looking to sell, uh, you are welcome to go and uh, to either meandering treasures here in the. Uh, Restless Dwarf, they tend to pay, maybe not top change, but quickly. Um, as far as uh, Dezima does his business, usually. Dezima? Dezima is uh, the proprietor of the Meandering Treasures. Wonderful. This has been most helpful. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, I, I thank you for your, for your time. Um, are there any available docks for rent or for lease, if we happen to come upon some vessels or ships? We have, and he looks back to one of these sheets of paper and kind of pulls it out for a second and said, we currently have eight dock spaces not spoken for that are available for rent, if that is your interest, depending on the size of the vessel, of course. Seems like a lot of dock spaces. We have a lot of openings, business been slow. No, we've just had a lot of ships re leave recently. There's a oh, lot of sure. movement in and out. Just curious. Uh, one other thing, we, we heard a gentleman over at the bar speaking, um, and someone called out to him, uh, Marius Le Poil. Does that ring any, um, how do you say that name? No. Make a, make a persuasion <laughs> check. Oh. How are we saying the last name? Les Paul. Les Paul. Uh, uh, 15. It's like, uh, I've seen him around, he's a dubious sort of prick. Yes, a very gregarious personality from what we could see. Um, what, what does he do exactly? Fuck if I know, to be honest. He takes some space. 
he done he's done some work at the docks here and there, but it just he rubs me the wrong way. Mm. Probably find him drinking any of the dives. Mm. Ah, that, that, that is where we, we should look. Um, if not drowned already. Ah, yes. Um, we, we did notice, actually, last night, there seemed to be an influx of strange characters <laughs> coming in last night. Did you happen to see anything around this area? There were some strange cats that came in last night off the docks, yes. Anything in particular that caught your eye? He starts giving you a curious look. You're asking a lot of questions I'm for sorry, a person I've just met. I'm so, I'm so new here. I was just hoping to, you know, acclimate myself and perhaps. Of course. Well, let me give you a very uh, prestigious piece of advice. I think that will help you in your business dealings here. Don't ask so many questions. Huh. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Perhaps it's time we take our leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, sorry, uh, saltwater air. It's not uh, used to it. <sighs> Good day. Good he day. turns back and plops back over to his table and kind of like. Is working, but keeps it looking up expectantly, waiting for you to leave, and kind of like. They do like the three backward steps and then the turn and then the one, yeah. Perfect. Yoink. Oh, well, yeah. yeah I feel like you guys are really great, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great. I mean, Thank I you. Really, like, I just kind of like, I was just like, just following your lead, yeah, man. You like, know, came just out like, of note. You got a nodding. lot better. Then. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So, I, I don't know, where do we start? I mean. Well, I guess well, we meet up with the other. We, and he said that that guy hangs out at the dives. I know. So, like, two birds, one stone. Smash. All right, let's hit him. <laughs> so, what are you guys doing? <laughs> we're, 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 we're gonna head to the what the time open is it? Ish. Yeah, is it midday? Midday at the coin. non wizards. Uh, at this point in time, I'd say it's probably a little bit past noon since Ooh. the morning. Oh past shit. Day. Park. It's kind of midday. Yeah, we should it's go. Midday. We should go meet. Yeah, 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 yeah. We go to the open quay. Yep. Okay. Um. So you guys heading there to meet with the rest of the crew, right? Yes. All right. So the rest of you folks, uh, you make your way towards the mother's lighthouse. Um, during the day here, and as you approach, you do see there are a few fishermen that come up, and they uh, there are a number of small wooden plates that are weathered and dried and cracked in places. They've been left out for a long time, but they'll walk up and they'll place like dried meat, fish they've caught, um, sometimes somewhat ripened and some rotting fruit that have been placed there. Um, these appear to be offerings as some sort of a subtle worship to uh, the Wild Mother. Uh, you're familiar with some of these uh, practices, though not quite as crass, usually, in presentation, but it seems to work for travelers that wish for Safe exit from port. It's really pretty. It's beautiful. We should go inside. We're gonna go inside and talk to Gladys, yeah? I wonder if it looks like you can still tell that there's boobs from the inside. Maybe it's built into the architecture of the rooms within. Maybe maybe you can sleep in one of the boobs. <laughs> There's only one way to find out, yeah? Find the door. All right, you walk over to the door. Um, it is a standard, uh, thick, dark wooden door with what looks to be a uh, small slot to look through that is currently closed. You wait about a minute, there's no response. 
The louder one seems to echo a bit, <laughs> and after another minute or so waiting, you hear this faint creaking sound. It's a robot. It's louder and louder, until eventually the small door opens, and you see what looks to be this really shriveled woman's face, these beady little dark eyes peeking through that goes, Can I help you? Are you Gladys? I am? I think we're supposed to talk. My name's Caduceus. Uh, I'm, uh, mother sent me. Make a persuasion check. Right. What the fuck? Mother's coming. With advantage. <laughs> I was a damn serial killer, I knew it. Persuasion <laughs> check? Oh, persuasion, yeah. Mother sent me. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's not terrible. Uh, 12. 12? Okay. She kind of peeks in and looks at you. And may the grace of Melora bring us to talk. And it closes, and you hear. Whoa. Damn! <laughs> and it creaks open. And for as high as the the slip was, the woman's head's about two feet lower than where it was. You can see there's a, there's a, a stepping stool that's uh, attached to the back of the, the door as it opens up slightly, and, you, and she kind of escorts you to step inside. The woman you see, um, if you can imagine uh, a, a more burly, after working physically every day, Estelle Getty, um, a little wider. You can, they can see she, she has no no sleeves on this long working dress and kind of uh, it's almost like a leather apron or uniform that she wears. And her arms, while the skin itself is sagging and wrinkled, there are some guns on this old woman. Her hair is just this tuft of really tightly curled white hair. Uh, no glasses, just the beady little dark eyes, and where she smiles, the wrinkles cause this kind of butterfly effect across the rest of her face. And human? Human, yes. So you uh, invoked the mother. I assume that you are also a follower of hers? I am, I am. Uh, this is a long and complicated, uh, complicated story, I suppose. We've been holding the north against something dark. Something threatens uh, our small temple. Uh, have you ever been to the Blooming Grove before? I cannot say that I have. My apologies. It's quite all right. This, this has been the first sign of the mother I've seen since leaving my home. Well, I am happy that she could be a beacon to you, as she's been for so many who've passed through in Nicodoranus. She's a really big beacon. <laughs> I... Her temple is under threat up north. I was waiting for a sign, and I think this is the sign. Well, perhaps her guidance is going to be uh, very useful to you in, in seeking out a way to cleanse this temple you speak of? Yes. Uh, I'm so sorry, how, how rude. My, uh, my friends and I, uh, it's only fitting. Is there any service that we can provide for you, just for your graciousness in allowing us into your lighthouse? Well, I, I cannot guarantee entry to the top, at least. Um, 
peeks around the rest of you. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Do you sleep in the boob? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Triple point I don't know if I can be of much help to you. I am but a simple uh, mistress of the tower, but um. I feel that there is wisdom here. I, would it be possible to learn more about this place? Possibly. I can tell you of its history. Come in. Come in. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all of us. Noisy out here. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> big. So many horses on this lighthouse. <laughs> you know. <laughs> kept trying to find the right audio file, and they all just kept coming up real busy. We've <laughs> shooting horses outside. Just, just on Tuesdays. It's a really, it's a really busy oh, wharf, guys. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of. Well, <laughs> anyway, um, fuck me for trying to add atmosphere, right? <laughs> He's juggling a lot of plates. We know. I know, I know. Uh, Please, last week I was like, how does this shit work? What do I do here? Oh, man. It's all good. Um, as, as she kind of lets you all in with a bit of a grimace and goes, all right, hub, this is the lighthouse. <laughs> It's really nice. <laughs> it is of the mother, Melora. Looks over those ships at sea. Keeps them safe. And not just the ships at sea, but farmers as well, right? Probably. <laughs> but the lighthouse mainly just helps the sea. Sure, sure. <laughs> oh my God. So this is kind of like a temple, then? More or less. And how long have you been presiding over it? I have been here for the entirety of my life, for oh. now 86 years in Nicodranus. That is respectable. And you climb all these stairs all the time? Yes, that's how I've grown to this age, and still as spry as ever. <laughs> Starts walking up the first set of stairs. Come, come, you should see the view. I'm very excited. <laughs> Oh my God, I love it. As as we walk, what I mean, I know that you're, you, this was our way in or whatever, but we gotta get to the we're gonna cut to the chase at some point, right? I mean, what chase? There's been a lot of you know four pony, but we need to get to the actual. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking callback! Amazing. What are we supposed to ask about? Ponies are still outside. About, about the guy, about Al Gore Diamond. <laughs> We'll get there. Why'd you call him Al Gore? <laughs> Al Gore! <laughs> <laughs> he the internet! Fuck your moment right now. That's <laughs> Every time you do it, it just adds more hit points. <laughs> oh, man. I'm having a moment. Oh, man. You just, you just, you just triple luxed over Pervon and Flavion. <laughs> so good. But we need to ask about the guy that we came to ask about. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, wrap up the god stuff. So here in, in this tower, the lady looks over us, those who wish to have her guidance to prevent dangerous storms at sea or the draw of the tide to bring them into the depths are wise to leave for her some gift before they traverse on their journey. 
You will see here is the viewing window. It is not for sleeping, and it is not the mother's boop. Oh, it's our eyeballs. And you glance out, and you can see now there, there is a, a, a window that's set um, right about where the clavicle is. That Just looks. Kidding, it's where a clavicle is. So, so uh, it's a beautiful view of the entire harbor, especially this time of day when the, when the sun's at its peak. Um, and you just see this beautiful set of, of ships out there and fishing vessels and galleons and a handful of, of, of different designs to each different make from all over the world. There's like one that appears to be of Marquesian make. Um, you can even see through the, the very, very clear ocean waters here, you can see shapes far below the, the waves from this view as well. You can see elements of a reef in the distance. You can see what looks to be a few uh, broken and long, silt-recovered remnants of ships that had sunk in this harbor from long ago. Um, it's kind of breathtaking in a way you weren't expecting. You can keep gawking if it is your preference, but the lighthouse is up top. Follow me. Sorry. To the top floor, you have the view of everything around you, not just that front view of the harbor, but this beautiful, uh, image of the ocean and the shoreline and the fields and rolling hills that surround Nicodranas, of the uh, Sirios Mountains to the north, and then far to the east you can see the jungles that then vanish up the sides of the Ashkeeper Peaks. Uh, it's just a tremendous view. And then the entire city below, it's, it's once again increasingly breathtaking from the one you previously had. And this, this is my home. This is a really good home. It's a beautiful steps. I can see why you're in such good shape, Grandmother. Damn right. <laughs> you should keep up, do more cardio. You get a lot of visitors here? No, not really. Really? But it's so cool inside. Why don't people want to come see you? Kind of prickly. No. no. No, seriously, if your friend with the pink hair wasn't here, I wasn't going to let you in. <laughs> He's a good one. Well. I am not even looking at the view, I'm looking at the lighthouse. <laughs> and now what you can see, uh, the, now that you've kind of focused on this, the, there are no windows to the lighthouse. There are just uh, a metal structure that holds up the top, this like faint, maybe 15 by 15 foot uh, dome that marks uh, the ceiling of it. And each of these openings between these metal rods that holds that up uh, are where the light protrudes. Now, um, in the center of it, uh, and you can see now like the marine layer starting to burn away in the midday, and, and uh, most of the fog has receded towards the horizon, the blue sky having returned. In the center, you see this uh, kind of rough cut, uh, almost a quartz like crystal that's about three and a half, four feet in diameter that's set in the center of this top floor. I'm sort of compare it to mine a little bit. Hmm. It is my responsibility to invoke the mother's blessing of the stone and uh, each day have its light guide the ships back to safe shore. I have my own responsibilities to her as well. I can sense, even looking upon you, I can smell decay. This place, uh, it's so different. Was it a, perhaps a gift from the law bearer? 
long ago. That is very astute of you. It was where the, um, at a time when their temperaments were less in conflict, the two in union uh, blessed upon this shore uh, the gifts of stone that then built this tower. It is beautiful. I, I will admit we have uh, many tasks that weigh upon us that bring us here. Um, I have two favors that I would ask of you, and I understand if they're not possible. Well, I can maybe help with one, and probably laugh at the other. <laughs> so choose carefully. Very fair. Um, we have a friend in town in, uh, in need of a good turn, and this good turn, um, we have a friend who's threatened and we're, we're hoping to maybe glean some information. It's my mom. It's my friend's mother. A mother, so there's your in right there. Uh, <laughs> cute. Having a what? difficulty with somebody. Algor Diamond. Algar. Algar Diamond. <laughs> I've seen this man around in the streets below. You've just seen him from above? Have you ever talked to him or any of his? No, I don't really talk to people. I just look at them from below. And she kind of points over to the edge, and you can see there's actually a, a spyglass that's oh. kind of leaning against the edge. She goes, I see a lot that goes on in this city. Do you perhaps see the thing beneath the city? No. But I know there are things beneath it. I fear that he may be in contact with something inappropriate. Do you see where he goes? I had, there are a, a, a couple of places, I believe. Uh, do you know where he lives? I do not know where he Can I lives. look through your spyglass, please? <laughs> Wait, tell, tell us where, where Make a persuasion check at disadvantage. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> Easily distracted. Easily distracted. <laughs> it's shiny. It's shiny. It's disadvantage. Disadvantage. Aw, why though? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 11. 11. As you kind of instinctually reach for the, the spyglass, she slaps your hand. No. Why, though? Because it is my eye in the sky, not yours, insolent child. Keep on target. But it seemed like you, uh, you are about to discuss, you've seen his uh, pattern in the city where he goes day to day? Depending. When he disappears to do most of his work beneath, uh, in um, the sluice something. Um, there are two submerged gates in the harbor. Um, the sluice weave, perhaps you're talking about. The sluice about. weave, yes. Um, Not that you'd know that, technically. You no, said sluice weave. No, oh, they said it? Um, that yeah. shit happens. Yeah. That's fine. That's all good. <laughs> it's it's all. from the game. I know, you're done. Get out of here. Caleb is murdered. No. Remember <laughs> um. <laughs> that sluice there. Oh, sluice weave. <laughs> Metagaming seagull. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Barn? I killed like two of them. Oh, boy. <laughs> Two submerged gates under the harbor. Did. 
The harbor has protectors and has from many generations that exist beneath the waters in this city. That is part of how the sluice functions. I believe this Algar person you mentioned works in some sort of managerial position there. At the sluice. So we go there and we just can go down. We have, do we have to swim to get, out, get, get in there? Probably need some sort of a small boat or something, but if you're going to go there and you don't have approval, you'll probably be arrested. Oh. oh. I don't want to be arrested. I'm sure we can figure something out. Are you a goblin? Do I look like a goblin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I, uh, I, people have told me that, that I do look like a goblin. Uh, I'm a goblin. <laughs> and you're working with these people. They are, they've looked past my hideous features to. You're not hideous. She is invaluable. She's pretty hideous. She is I'm invaluable to us. Hideous. No, you're not. She's a capable woman. She's, we need her. She does good work. I good. might be not, uh, I might be ugly on the outside, but inside I am. You're, you're wonderful and you're beautiful you're on the outside. Hardly too. ugly on the outside. Look, it's okay. It is something we have in common. What do you mean? What, do you think I've lived alone here my whole life because I'm a spinster? Well, I mean, you seem like relatively normal-looking person. <laughs> it's okay. I think you're beautiful. I think you could snap me like a twig. I think it's okay if you know. I think I could do. I, I do have my last request, and I will take these people out of your, your Please. hair. Please, getting too great on me. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking for a sign of where to go next, uh, waiting for the mother to speak. Ed, is there a place to sit quietly and find her voice? <laughs> That's the laughing things she said. Uh, it's fair. Uh, for your for your trouble, and I'm gonna pull out one of my teas. What is this? Mm, it's blessed from the mother herself, from one of the graves of the less scrupulous families of the north. Uh, good for uh, muscle tension, I find. Grow it myself. This is a very kind gesture. Very thoughtful. Mm. You uh, serve the mother well. It's only fair that you be rewarded. You as well. All right, now get up. Thank you for your time. Sets it down on a little side table, 
and quickly kind of like pushes you back towards the stairs and like quickly just. Does she start walking us down the stairs? Yeah, yes. like above you and kind of. Hump. That was a long that walk. Fucking telescope. This is an awkward goodbye. You're not ganking that telescope. <laughs> I'm not trying to gank the telescope. Uh-huh. Just trying to get in a boob. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Like a book. Well, they wanted to before she started ushering us out to invoke duplicity and make it look like I was in front of her, but to really stay behind. Oh boy. Mm. Okay. And then poorly. Well, make a stealth check. I was also going to say as they went down that Caleb was going to make a big to-do and start saying, you know, I, we didn't have a chance to uh, talk about on uh, when we were above. I am in uh, the market for some uh, books, and I was wondering if you knew of any bookstores. Uh, I'm going to give myself the blessing of the trickster. You got to do that beforehand. Motherfuck. <laughs> <laughs> How did it go? On the dodeca. Nope. 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 Eight. So as you're heading down the stairs, you kind of like jump off to the side in that small alcove where the window is, and then, and then a second one of you appears, and she goes, and begins to walk past you, and stops and turns right and looks right at you and goes, "Are you going to join your friend of you?" <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming downstairs. Good, go! Come on, Jesse! Okay. Shit. I've mastered standing so still. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, a full on library, or perhaps, you know, a smutty bookshop, even, because you never know what you're going to find in there, or even just like a used, a vintage book. Oh, you're not even. <laughs> Are there any bookstores in the vicinity of this lighthouse? As she pushes you off, she's not answering any more questions. She's like, out, 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 you, both of you. Her hands pass through your duplicitous image. She goes, that's strange. Okay. <laughs> out. Thank you for the tea. Goodbye. 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 Yes, but. Bo- Have you heard of our Lord and Savior, the Traveler? I thought she was really nice. She's pretty cool. I like her a lot. I I did. I don't think she liked most of us, but uh, she's pretty cool. She loved us. We were great. Me and my duplicate skip away. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go. It's midday. We gotta go to the open quay. I mean, for that to rhyme, was that just? It's been rhyming a lot. (laughs) It's the first time I've got. So, um, Beauregard. Huh? What's your passive perception? Beauregard. My passive perception. Thirteen. Thirteen? Thirteen. Okay. I have it down here, actually. My passive perception. Okay. Good enough. All right. So you guys eventually meet up. How long have we been outside now? What did I not notice? You guys have been outside, uh, probably about three hours or so total of travel and asking and. Getting questions. I'd say two and a half. Keeping, you're just spelling and spelling and I'm spelling. I'm just doing my charm spell, keeping it up. I mean, my disguise spell. The whole Damn. Time, yeah. yeah. Passive perception is just perception plus ten. We right? should get you a disguise. Ten plus perception is good. Yeah. That probably would be smarter yeah, than what Damn. Uh, yeah. No, mine's ugly. It's, it's ridiculous. So you guys eventually gather in the center of the open quay. Now the open quay. Um, this is the western side of the docks in the city. Um, it's. Whereas the uh, the Restless Wharf uh, seems to be a really busy dockyard that has a very runs a very tight ship, um, 
and seems to be filled with elements of cheap entertainment and, and elements uh, in that kind of vein. Uh, the open quay, it's a little bit smaller. It seems to be less organized, but in the center of it is this one massive tower that looms over the entire district of the side of the docks. Um, you see, uh, it's like an emerald stone, uh, kind of dark green with elements of light, green flecked through it, spire that seems very out of place amongst the rest of the uh, storage uh, buildings and the various other small homesteads and, and uh, businesses that fill this entire area. Uh, it seems to be dotted with a number of small balconies and then comes to a, a slight roofed peak that is almost like a sharpened point. It's very out of place here. You've passed by it a couple times before, but you haven't really inquired much about it as if most of your business here has been on the job. So you've kind of just not cared to really ask a question. I was gonna say, as we're walking, could we snag a passerby and ask what that structure is? Sure. You kind of grab nearby, you see an older fisherman, um, kind of thinning hair, uh, very uh, sun-weathered face, as carrying a small sack over his shoulder, what seems to be uh, very supplies and quilt rope over the other shoulder as he's heading off towards the docks and he stops and turns. Uh, can I help you? Yes, uh, we're new in, in town. Uh, I, I couldn't help but notice that structure there, very unique. What is it? That, that's Tide Peak. It's the, the tower of Eusarenis, uh, the mage who owns this district. There's a, there's a mage that owns this this district. Yes, to the chagrin of the Clovis Concord. Yes, the chagrin. They don't um, oh. get on, do they? You could say that. What was I need to get to work. Yusa Renis. Oh, uh, Yusa. Yusa. Y U S S A. Y U S S A. What the fuck were you saying? Yusa Renis. Yusa. E R R E N I S. E R E we got a wizard's tower. Wizard's tower! Land up it! That's where you find carpets. I was about to say. Yep. It's not. Lead us to the carpet! That's usually how that works. Around the tide peak. Do we see the Slezo, like the guards around it, or is it not as guarded as other structures are? There are Zalezo around the area. They're still keeping the peace here, but. There are no Zalezo guarding the tower. From where we are, are we far, far away? Hundreds of feet, less? Yeah, a few hundred feet, I'd say, from the okay. tower. And it, it's like, stands out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm sure a detour wouldn't hurt. I just kind of want to get I mean, it's kind of clothes off. It's on the, yeah. You know, Scenic? It's, just, it's fine, exactly. Let's do it. Okay. We'll kind of make a detour just to go closer to that on the way to the open quest. Okay. You approach it, and the district uh, distinctly around this tower, the road is very wide surrounding it. No buildings are buttressed against it. Um, it seems to be kind of solitary amongst the rest of the, the, con the constructed buildings here. Like and people most people are trying to stay away from it? Uh, no buildings next the folks that, that walking in the streets nearby tend to walk on the opposite side of the road. No bodies of water, pools, lakes, decorative. Nope. Nope, just it's, ground. it's just ground, and it's kind of built in the center of this district, and everything's kind of either built or shaped around it. Does it look like it's been there for a really long damn time? Uh, make an investigation check. 
15. Wait. Nope. 19. Ooh. Wrong thing. Wrong thing. You uh, kind of get up to the tower and begin to inspect its build, and all the stones here uh, look freshly cut. Not a lot of wear and tear weathering to them. It's hard to tell how long it's been here. It seems like it could have been installed last week or 25, 30 years ago. How close did Bo get to, to investigate like that? Mm -hmm. I'd she say about, about 10 feet before you began to, to really kind of make that assessment. I thought you were, before you started to melt. Sound waves. Weird that they're just like, you know, avoiding the thing. These, I mean, these bricks look so new. And green. Why so I, different? Can we touch the outside of it? You go and touch it, it's cold stone. Did you see an entrance? Did I see an entrance? Not yet. No. How, is it a super long runner? Is it a like a tower? Like yeah, a it's a tower spire, but the, the base of it's probably somewhere between 80 to 100 feet in diameter. How about we nonchalantly walk by the entrance okay. just to get it? Yep. Do you want to go that way and I'll go that oh, way and we can meet like around? Meet around? The, yep. Okay. Okay. You guys run around, meet the other side. No entrance. The fuck? There's no door. I didn't see a door. No, me either. Windows? No windows. There are the balconies, but the, the first balcony is maybe 25 feet up. Are there flying carpet ports? Man. I know. <laughs> I keep thinking of Alora's Tower. 25 <laughs> feet up balcony. Doorless tower. And then other balconies above that, but. Like yeah, they're kind of sporadically cast around it, and at its at its peak, it's Crashing probably about four hundred and fifty, five hundred feet oh, tall. Oh shit! It's real tall. tall. Yeah, it's like oh just long dang! Tall. It's been a while. Well, uh, how do you get into a tower with no doors? I imagine you fly. Hmm. Or maybe there's an underground entrance. Mm-hmm. Around, go under and up. Yep. You can't like parkour up that wall 25 feet, can you? Are you asking me to try? Yes. All right, you want to give me a boost? I, I absolutely would love it. Okay, I want to see if I can like boost off a Ford and maybe like get up to this tower. It doesn't look like these are bricks that can. 25 feet is pretty far. It's a very high, 20, 25 feet, 45 feet, 25 feet. 25 feet's a lot. <laughs> it's the world's largest mimic. Yeah. You grab a handle. No, and, and, and to help visual thing, I, I said 100 feet wide diameter, it's, it's a bit wide for what I was originally written. So it's, it's mostly about maybe 60 feet in, in diameter. diameter. But can I climb up to the balcony? That's your estimation from this four point. Um, go ahead and make an acrobatics check. I'm helping her. I'm getting yep, really okay. old. Acrobatics, acrobatics. Broad daylight. Uh, scale on a building. Yeah, 100% yep. a terrible <laughs> workplace. A building that everyone is trying to avoid in town. Average. 17? 17. You have advantage because he's helping you. Ooh. Not that one, not get that get one. Get Cobalt. Get Cobalt. Oh. I'll take the 17. God, it was on. I know, okay. it was almost a 20. You run, leap. Ford catches your foot and gives you the meager, not very strong lift, but something to help. Um, your first foot hits the wall, the second one hits, and you get what feels like a moment of traction before you you only get about maybe 12, 13 feet off the ground before. I dove. I did not catch her. Ford just steps back and you whack. Catch me, catch, what, what? Goosh. 
my ass bone. I'm sorry, you I'm not real straight. You were, I thought you'd make it up. I thought I would too. It's from a slippy stone. Getting damaged because of that. Yeah, one d six per ten feet. <laughs> yeah, I already know this math. Let's <laughs> go oh, yeah. to the fish. To count. <laughs> well, yeah, thankfully you have slow fall as a monk ability. I do. Which so, I was counting. Which I've never had to use. Calculate the. You would take six points of uh, bludgeoning damage from the fall. But I re- reduced my damage five times my monk level up to twenty. Oh, yeah. Solid. Yeah, monks can fall from very high and not in like Whoa. three point Cats. landing and be fine. Oh man. Wow. So What's... you still hit your tailbone and it still stings a little, yeah. but you don't take any damage. We'll let the others know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And we'll go to the open crack. Okay. Did you Aren't you just supposed like, to fall gracefully as a monk then? Did you just of... reach well. up as hard as you could right before you landed to well, split that that speed? It, uh, Is that how monks work? Yes, <laughs> definitely. It's all about the graceful recovery. Uh-huh. All right. Um, so as as you guys round the corner and you watch Bo suddenly slam into the ground near the central tower. Oh, there's our friends. Hey, that's Bo. What's going on? All right. Why are you jumping up and down? Oh, I was just doing some some one-finger push-ups. We're trying to get in the tower. There's no doors. Why were you trying to get into this tower? Well, I've seen it several times coming through before. It's called the Tide Peak, but there are no doors. Okay, I have seen um, all kinds of places many times that I didn't try to get into immediately. What were you trying to accomplish? Did they have doors? Uh, sure. So you saw it as a challenge, you saw it as a mountain to climb? Well, yeah, everybody seems to be avoiding it, it kind of sticks out in the general area and there's no doors. I just found it odd. Maybe it's like a, a puzzle. Also, apparently he's like some wizard that has a beef. It. Oh, maybe, the yeah. The dog can. They said there's a mage here that presides over this, presides, presides, presides That's interesting, over that's this interesting. Um, how does it pertain to what we're trying to do today? It, it doesn't. doesn't um, Thank you for keeping us on task. <laughs> Jester, do you know anything about this tower? No, but we do know about the sluice. We oh, heard about a place we, called the sluice. We, we heard, heard the same. Too. Yeah. And that's where this fellow Algor might be. The sluice weave? No, it was just called the sluice. Pretty sure it's the sluice weave. Yeah, we heard the sluice. It's underwater or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you find it? No, we no. just heard Let's about go it. find it. We have to get a boat, but we can't just go there because we'll be arrested. Why? They said, I don't know, the old lady That's said that. That's what the that. old lady told us. Like you need an invite? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a gate that protects the city protection, from, yeah, for the city. from bad underwater creatures right. or something? Well, we heard the whole thing was underwater. Did you hear that? It's like submerged? Something like that, submerged gates or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't have to go. We could keep working on this tower. You know, I feel like you're throwing a lot of shade about us investigating this tower. That I feel like we were here on time. Yeah, you know, you know, we were, we were killing time. time. And fucking, it is midday. We are at the quay. Bo, what? Uh, he gets a little. He when gets he's a hungry. little picky when he hasn't had a book in a while. So <laughs> we just need to find him a book, and he'll be okay. I mean, him. you would think the wizard would be fascinated with the idea of a wizard tower it, that's it very is, mysterious in the middle is, of the city. It is very interesting. We do, uh, but I thought fun. we were helping our friend here. Do you have wizard envy? It's okay, it's a very large tower. <laughs> right, that's, uh, that is an easy thing to go to, so go to it. Long and rather skinny, so. <laughs> What'd you find? We did find out that uh, Marius Le Poil, Poil? Yeah. Fuck that last name. 
Uh, he he sometimes seen at some of the taverns around some of the shadier mm-hmm. ones, the skew you or don't the know which ones open no, quay. Okay, but we're in a shady right. area, right? That's accurate. Mm-hmm. So we're close to Marius Lapal. We're also close to the sluice. Maybe is that close to here? Uh, is that close to here? The sluice. You don't really know. Don't really Damn it. Know. Well, let's go into the quay. We haven't been in yet, right? Well, the quay is the district. You're in the district. Yeah, right I'm now. in the district. It's like a wharf. Um, Wait, but the open quay was a low life dive, right? It's a low life area. area. I thought the skew was the low life no, area. Oh, okay. different. No, the skew is a place where you can live. Yeah, it's, it's, is... it's, it's a heavily residential district oh, for like the oh, cool. for the more affordable and cheaper uh, residents. Is the oh. is the quay like inside the skew? The no. meandering treasurer. Words, fine. Meaning treasure is a shop. Is a shop. Is there a bar? There's gotta be. Make an investigation check. Let's go find a bar. That's our solution for everything. Yeah. <laughs> I will aid. Okay. Please do. Okay. 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 Uh, and seventeen again. Nope. Sorry. Fifteen. Fifteen. I keep looking at the wrong numbers. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. 15. And. If you're looking around the open quay, um, there are a few people that point you towards what's called the Withered Bird Inn, which is an inn and tavern. And you've probably uh, passed by before once directions point out. You're like, yeah, no, I've been there. It's a little divey, but it's, it's popular amongst the sailors and folks that come through. Um, if you're looking for something in the Restless Wharf, um, the only place that really comes to your attention that's told is a place known as the Wayfarer's Cove. Oh, we've been told about that place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's where they said Marius Lapoal might hang out. Yeah, Wayfarer's Cove is, uh, <coughs> is supposed to be delivered to Marius. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Who's in tight? We should go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. stupid. We could have gone there well, already. I didn't know where. Well, I, yeah, I didn't. I thought. We're not looking for Marius Lapoal, we were looking for Al Gore. <laughs> Algar. Algar. <laughs> but we should still go there, because we can maybe kill two birds. We've already or got seven, I have dead, seven birds. dead birds. Yeah. <laughs> More birds. There we must nine die. Birds. <laughs> nine birds. It's we gotta nine. take. What, we gotta take what's given to us. Right now, we don't have an invite to get down to the sluice, so mm-hmm. we might as well go by the Wayfarer's Cove. Okay. Wayfarer's how, but sluice. we're in the quay. How far away is the Wayfarer's Cove? How far? Uh, it's maybe thirty minutes away. <laughs> We're going. We're on the way. We're going. Unless you want to fuck with this no, tower a little bit. The, the tower is super interesting to me. It's 400 feet tall, no doors. We'll come back to the tower. We're going to wait for Harris Cove. Wait for Cove. Can, you, can you climb 25 feet? We were at a lighthouse that is even taller than this, so we could go try to climb that if you like. Okay, once again thing? with the shade towards trying to climb the tower. It, it, is, it is open shade, Beauregard, because it has nothing to do with what we are trying to do today. I am not hiding my shade, it is out. I am providing shade for you. It's not even we shade. Have something. <laughs> yeah, 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 I am blotting out the sun. We have shit to do. Okay. No, okay. you blot out the sun everywhere you go, Caleb. Oh, oh. oh. salt, salt. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right, so you make your way out of the open quay. Towards the Restless Wharf district once more. Yes. Um, Ford. Yes. In as you keep looking over your shoulder, your interest towards uh, the the Tide Peak Tower. It's interesting. The further away from it you get, the shorter it looks. 
and you begin to understand how you didn't notice a 400-foot tower when you first entered the city or when you've been around before, when you've been to this city before, um, it seems to, the further away you walk, the tower almost seems to visually shrink within the city skyline. It's still visible as a tower, and it's still taller than most of the buildings, but as soon as you guys get quite a ways away, you're like, that can't be more than maybe 150 feet tall. We are continuing on, but I just want to point out the place with no doors also fucking shrunk. <laughs> For George, 100%, it is very interesting, and I have checked a box in the back of my brain. I do want to uh, understand what that place is. Yeah, it tickles your pickle, it's it? shrinking, it is, mm, I'm curious. Has the but mage let's show it. Has Usa ever come to see my mom sing? <laughs> I can't get enough no. of this. It's too much. All right, fine. Within something up. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, this is coming from the guy who spent two hours in a smut shop trying to find mm. magic. Mm-hmm. I know that you're embarrassed that for wasting your time here, but you will mind. get over let's it. Let's find the bar. Guys, 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 guys! Look at this cute puppy. This <laughs> <laughs> is such a cutie pie. Make it do the thing. Make it blink. Poof. It vanishes, and then you hear. You look over your shoulder, and you can see one of the uh, small. Uh, Tables on the side of one of the various warehouses that contain what looked to be uh, a bucket that had a bunch of tools oh, and various uh, repair materials for ships has been knocked over, and the puppy's tumbling out of it. We have to go save our puppy. Runs up, runs up to you, and like jumps back into your arms, and is like. That's what I really want. You know how like little puppies can barely like just kind of crash into things when they're walking. Every time he poofs out, I just want like. That's basically <laughs> what he is. He's a fainting blink dog. <laughs> He's cute though, right? Puppies are puppies are useless at I'm this age, man. Oh, but They're they're cute. Cute. Oh, I'm just saying possible. he's cute. So let's be friends again and let's just keep going. <laughs> All right, finishing the rest of your jaunt here as 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 Ford is is making equations in the air in front of him. You eventually make your way by asking a few more questions towards the Wayfarer's Cove, and as you approach this uh, dark-looking dive that is uh, probably furthest of all the other bars or taverns you've seen here, out towards the docks itself, um, the Super, super dark wood that it's constructed of makes it look almost like a like a, a blighted barnacle on the rest of this uh, wharf area. As you approach the exterior, you can see a large piece of driftwood that probably belonged to a ship long before that had either fallen within the ocean or its, after its final voyage was pulled apart, and then elements of it were used to either build or embellish on the structure. It looks like the kind of bar that was salvaged, uh, or is built from salvage. Um, I know. As you step through the entryway, uh, the, the doors open slightly ajar, pull it open, the interior has no music, there is just whispers and conversation. The smell hits you immediately. The smell is a combination of kind of mossy musk uh, from wood that has been soaked with seawater and then left to dry hundreds of times over, as well as the various forms of liquor and ale that have been spilt and left to just stain the wood where it lie. Um, and just a lot of unwashed sailor scent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the the odor in here is is not pleasant. Definitely that of the the working uh, man or woman who comes in comes in from the sea. 
Glancing inside, you can see there is uh, a bar to the immediate left, uh, where there is a rather uh, crotchety-looking fella, half-elf, um, who is like heavily scarred on one side of his face, uh, a bit heavy set for a half-elf. For the for the elven lineage, it, it's rare to see somebody who has you know not. Uh, display more the lithe side of that bloodline, but this elf has either worked hard to to fight that side of their bloodline and has a bit of a bit of a paunch and a bit of a, a soft chin and jawline. Uh, kind of looks over to you and nods. And goes, Let me know if you need a drink or something. <clears throat> Spits off to the side. Looking inside, glancing about the the small number of patrons here. There's only five of them at the bar at this time of day. Uh, you see one really, really old, salty-looking sailor who has like this heavy cap pulled down over his ears to the point where he has just these bushy white eyebrows that poof just underneath where the fold of it brims upward, and uh, has this like big poof chin strap beard around the side. His lips are pressed up to where you can tell he probably has no teeth, so his jaw can press all the way up towards the roof of his mouth. And he's sitting there with a large, dark green uh, bottle of some sort of beer or ale, and is just kind of staring forward, chewing quietly. Off to the right-hand side, you see, uh, for some of you, the first time, um, uh, looks to be like a very, very large humanoid turtle. Um, you see them uh, sit, sitting on a bench. You've, you've seen a few uh, turtles in your travels, but they don't normally travel northward into the uh, into the Empire. Uh, this one is sitting there hunched over a table by themselves with what looks to be a heavy tankard uh, that they're clutching with both of their hands. Uh, you see bits of rope that are kind of tied across in a lattice uh, over elements of the shell. And on the right side of the shell, you see what looks to be emerging three pipes or horns of some kind that are like either carved or embedded on the right side of the shell. It looks almost like like three exhaust pipes, if you will, but they're they're made from some sort of an, an ivory type material. They look chipped a little bit and worn. Um, as it kind of turns back its extended head and almost like a snap jaw type uh, nose kind of curves back and you see an eye patch over the right eye uh, and just kind of grins. You see these series of tattoos up each arm that look like swirling water that just kind of curl into themselves and end right at the forearm. So it just goes back to its drink and sips a bit from it. Um, you see uh, another patron in the far back is a woman uh, with kind of a, a, a weathered dark brown skin. Uh, you see uh, the hair itself is this tattered wild mass. Of, of curled and crimped hair that's graying heavily towards the tips. Uh, she has a, a long, light brown coat made of some sort of uh, leather-like material that probably hangs down to the floor from where she's sitting, and where a high boots are visible from under the side, and uh, she's sitting across from uh, somebody who's dressed, uh, looks to be as a, a ready-to-go-to-action uh, shipmate. They have a, a basic billowing shirt that is kind of just open down to the mid-chest. Um, they look to have kind of a, a, a ruddier complexion, uh, probably sunburned over and over and over again to the point where now it looks, just looks perpetually sunburned. Um, he looks younger, probably in his, his 20s. The woman looks maybe in her mid to late 40s or so. Both human. 
uh, and they both just kind of glance over as you enter the uh, the dark interior, contrasted by the the very very bright light that silhouettes your figures as you step within the Wayfarer's Cove. And that's where we're gonna pick up oh. next week. Oh. So, so many interesting characters. Turtle. So awesome. I like turtles. The wow. tower. Everybody was so cool in yeah. there. Me oh, and Turtle. You're a weird place. City, your home city is cool. Your home city is awesome. right? Yep. Your mom Did you is the coolest. Do. I made up everything so in that city. <laughs> <laughs> oh so there's a crushing health, health bartender, the turtle with tattoos, the red-headed human woman, and then he, she was with a, a man. Yeah, like a, a seat, like a, just a normal. Oh, so, uh, she had she had like dark dark uh, dark kind of caught crazy hair oh, that like, that goes grayish. it goes gray about halfway down and goes to like a gray white at the tips. This is kind of like mane of hair. Amazing. So kind of salt and pepper situation. Salt and pepper. What the fuck? Salt and pepper. Even Chagall. We have we have many gifts to offer and see if the trap door opens up or something. <gasps> I like that. No, we'll I like that. Next week. In the meantime, Sorry. missed you guys. Happy to be back in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Even one week off, it was like jonesing. Was um, yeah, that was a lot of that stuff. Was oh, and blood so exotic. Yeah, I, I was that. That 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 was a that was a later game reveal that the right questions brought Jeez, forward no, as a possibility. Please. Yeah. Mm. All the oh all the strudel and schnitzel is so far away now, and we're. In this exotic place. Time for oysters. Yeah. Oysters. Oysters. Um, but yeah, so thank you to our, our fantastic sponsors, wonderful folks at uh, Rook and Raven. And their awesome Kickstarter. Go check it out. Um, and uh, DD Beyond, which now and have been for a while, available. You can get their Dragon Heist. Uh, downloaded on your DD Beyond info. Don't forget to get tickets for our live show in New York City. Yes. Yes. On the Ticketmaster or on critroll.com. NYC, yes. make your way over. Nice state area. See you there get on October 4th. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It's been a very, very classic radio reporter type boy. Yes. Indeed. Well, have a wonderful night. We'll see you guys next week. We love you. And is it Thursday yet? Yeah. Oh hey, Ashley Johnson here, and I sure do hope you're enjoying the adventure. Remember when you first found out about Critical Role? Was it through a friend, or a family member, or maybe even through the words of a stranger in the review section of our podcast? Many listeners find our show through word of mouth and recommendations, so please consider rating and reviewing our podcast, because each review makes an impression that may just inspire someone new to give our show a try, and that, more than anything, helps to support us. Thank you for joining us on this adventure, and until next time, let us try to leave the world a little better than we found it. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. 
That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.